we'll do my little intro and let's get going. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Time Wasters. This is, I'm pretty sure, will be episode three. If you don't already know, my name is Brennan Throw, otherwise known as Sneak Snag on the internet. And today I am joined by no other than Connor Eats Pants. Say hello. Hello. Hello, everybody. My name um, is Connor Eats Pants. You, haha, he eats pants. <laughs> I eat pants. Yeah, he does that. Um, so for people that don't know, I, I mean, Connor and I, we've known, I've known you for two years. Two and a half years now? Yeah, a little more than two years, I guess. Because I, I oof, we're going like, yeah, like early 2019. I watched you um, when I... So I was on a little vacation for like mm -hmm. three or four days when I got invited to SMP Live by Schlatt. Right. And uh, I tried to like research what it even was, and like I saw you. I was you like, watched oh, me. Guy. I was the I was the person you, you were watched one of the server. first, and I was like, this guy's killing. I, yeah, He's I was a like I was a veteran. Viewers. I was like, I gotta get there, bro. Yeah, this right. Guy's awesome. I was I was inspired. I was uh, reluctant to join. So funny how <laughs> things change. I was like, not, I don't want to do another Minecraft server. So you picked the right one. Mm -hmm. Well, one of them has got to work out, you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I, I remember, I remember I, when I, the, didn't I raid you the day you had that clip of you digging down into lava? Did you what? Sorry, you cut out. You had that, um, you had that clip of you digging into lava and it got like yep. Reddit viral. Did I, was mm -hmm. that the day I raided you? Um, I could have sworn. Know. I don't remember who rated that day. I, I remember that like when the clip happened, it was just normal viewership because I had mm -hmm. like, because it was Minecraft, so I was already like reaching I remember, my peak at the time. I remember I rated you like the day you joined and you were in a cave and I couldn't remember if it was the day of the clip or not. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, when I play Minecraft, I go in circles a lot, so there's a good chance <laughs> I was just back in the same fucking it's cave. That's true. But I, uh, no, I, yeah, I remember that, that day I had like, 50 viewers i think when that happened and that was a lot for me at oh, the time a big still. deal i remember then, um, yeah i remember when i was you know because like january of 2019 is when i started being like i kind of want to stream more and um i you know i was kind of doing whatever and it had like 10 viewers or whatever and it was cool i guess and i played bully which is an absolute slap of a game and, Ooh, boy, I remember that. Yeah, I went from like 10 viewers to like 25, and I was like, oh my God, like what's going on here? Because like all these people are so nostalgic for that game. It's <laughs> so good. And I got invited to the server, and I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> like <laughs> it's kind of working for me, and I don't want to play Minecraft. I, you know, I'm, I have such a love. So, so were Minecraft. you doing, were you doing variety at the time then? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just kind of doing I, I always remember that you mentioned to me that like you were like from like the Minecraft PvP circles and stuff. Yeah, well, that's the thing is I I started because I was doing like ultra hardcore Minecraft stuff. So like you know you, it's like it's kind of like Fortnite when you like you like all spawn randomly throughout the map and then you collect resources and then you gotta eventually go into the middle and fight and last man standing. It was Literally like it was like buying V Bucks yeah. right now. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Am I, are we gonna mention what we talked about before? Yeah, <laughs> we can. Yeah, I, I'm buying the Macarena emote in Fortnite. Connor just informed me that Ariana Grande is having a Fortnite concert. Yeah, 
and I literally had no idea. And I'm not going to show up lacking. I thought he was fucking with, I thought you were joking. Like, I thought that was a joke. She doesn't seem like a type of person to do that. I think it'd be really funny if, like, during the Ariana Grande Fortnite concert, like, if, like, if I do the emote, then there's, like, a, ideally, there's a glitch where, like, the audio and the music from the Macarena emote goes over (laughs) Ariana Grande. So like in the middle of first singing, you just hear one, two, three. Macarena. Do you think and if you got enough people at the concert to Macarena at the same time, <laughs> you could like tear into her concert audio? I should do that, guys. This I'm gonna tweet that, guys. This Friday, everybody, I would do the love Macarena to see that. During the imagine? <laughs> if you're a Connor fan, you need the Macarena at the Fortnite concert. Well, this will this will probably be up after the concert happens, so I guess we'll see. Uh, well, let's hope it happens. Yeah. Fingers crossed for the future. That's super funny. I can't believe how much f- stuff Fortnite and Epic owns. Cause you sh- you shared me the because vi- I thought you were joking, right? So you shared me the yeah. like Macarena video, and just the amount of characters that it flips through doing the Macarena is uh, it's like Captain America, Superman, Rick Sanchez, like so it's unreal how much like Kratos. Like I don't get it, and I've never. It's absolutely insane. Um, it's they really the, the understand game has a how to dumb yeah. amount of pull. It does, and I it makes me wonder like why other games don't try to tap into the same sort of thing. And I wonder if it's which side of it that's making it happen. Is it Epic that's making it happen, or is that these companies like just heard of Fortnite and know it's big and like want to be a part of it? It's probably a little bit of both. It's probably Epic knowing that that's like part of their appeal, and yeah. also companies knowing that like it's really popular with kids who are you know in this terms of social media like a big cash cow especially with a game that's free in air quotes because you know they the free games make the most money because all of their fun things are not free and then you're like oh i want that yeah well you know what's really annoying is that like it was leaked that like Epic wanted to get Samus from Metroid for yeah. Fortnite, like as part of the crossover. Yeah, they had like a bounty hunter thing, right? Like a bounty hunter universe right. crossover thing. It worked out perfect. And then Nintendo just never let it happen, didn't approve of it, mm-hmm. which was like insane to me because like if Nintendo, who, which hasn't released a new Metroid game and besides a remake in, I don't know, 15 years. Well, is you, now they, once... they announced it. They announced one. Right, right. Well, they announced it. But, <laughs> but they want Metroid Prime to come out. They're hiring like ex-Call of Duty devs to work on Metroid Prime. They obviously want Metroid Prime to be like this big new shooter uh, that's coming in the next however many years. It's like, why would you not put Samus in Fortnite? To get that all these kids know yeah. at least recognize her because you saw what happened. Like they put Chun Li in Fortnite and they gave her yeah. a huge ass, and then suddenly all these kids are like, "Oh my god, I love Street Fighter." <laughs> Chun Li. Wait, wait till they see Samus, dude. She's like yeah. the original like hot game girl. Yeah, put put either version. You could put Samus and then give Samus Zero Suit a different skin, and then you can make double the money. Yeah, and like they do stuff with the skins now where you can like. Metro put on Prime. armor and take off armor. Yeah, so. Metro Prime 1 and 2 are so good, too. Oh, they're fantastic games. Such good games. It's annoying, because, like, that's totally a good idea. We could, I would love to rant about Nintendo. My brother's, like, a big Nintendo guy, <laughs> and I am not. I mean, I mean like, I'm I, a huge Nintendo I, guy, yeah, and I recognize too, how but like, they are. Yeah, exactly. They they fumble the bag so much. They, I mean, like... How many examples do you have of them just clearly not making the right move? I mean, like, that's an easy one. They want to make Metroid Prime a big thing. Fortnite is doing a bounty hunter-themed battle pass. Samus is a bounty hunter, and they also want her in the battle pass. 
And then the game hasn't had a new release in a decade. Half the audience is probably of the age when they were born when the game was out. And they like as the game released, so they don't fucking know who Samus is, most oh, likely, unless they play makes Smash. Too much sense. It makes too much and sense. And then it would be easy to get the name out there. They'd pe- more people would see it, more people would recognize it, and then when the game drops, they could be like, "I want that game," because they might have a Switch already, because they might play Fortnite on the Switch. Like, right. Uh, apparently, the issue is they don't want to see like Samus on another console. But if anything, they ugh. should want to see that. It's like Nintendo. Nintendo thinks that they're like top dog still, and they're not. <laughs> like, like <sighs> Fortnite is top dog. PlayStation they, is what's selling consoles. Like the Switch sold the, well, but like if PS- you actually look at the data, like it was like oh God, they, got, they, they got saved by the pandemic so fucking hard. <laughs> like, <laughs> the pandemic the, the saved PS5 the has Switch. sold ten million consoles. Yeah. How many yeah. games are PS5 only? Like, not uh, many. I have no. a PS5, and I'm like, what What PS5 only games do I have? Like, Returnal, which is a great game, by the way. But, like, there's not a lot that's, like, that. only PS5. Yeah, and they've sold Returnal. that many consoles. It's unreal. Uh, PlayStation is a whole nother discussion, though, because I feel like they're kind of dropping the ball. Yeah, so. I also just think, like, console-exclusive shit in general is a waste because like you're paying somebody to make it exclusive to the audience that's already there but you could just like not take the money make your game widespread and have a much larger pool of potential consumers well that's what xbox is doing people make fun of them for it right people are like oh well xbox doesn't have any exclusives it's like well yeah that's the point yeah they why i i think it's stupid you know how many like Nintendo games would be absolutely incredible on a computer? You know how many Nintendo games would be absolutely incredible if Nintendo wasn't Did in anything? charge? You want to know? What, <laughs> oh my god! I want to keep talking about this. You want to know what pisses me off? Mid I mean, pandemic, mid pandemic, Animal Crossing, biggest game ever. Oh. Everybody's playing it. Even people who aren't big into games bought a Switch, played Animal Crossing. Like it's massive in the first quarter of of 2020, right? Mm-hmm. What do they do? Nothing. Oh no! Nope. Nothing. Nothing. They didn't they add, the they added release, like the biggest cosmetic. cultural game, arguably, in, in a long, long time. And uh, then they decided, yeah, like, let's like uh, people, not do anything. People I didn't, like people I know who aren't big gamers would would talk to me about Animal Crossing. And I don't like it. I don't play it. I get it, but I'm not into it. And like people I don't know aren't big video game people are like, I've been playing Animal Crossing. That's rare. That's rare. And then yeah. they were like, mm, we'll release something uh, two, three months after it's hot. And also it doesn't add anything except They've added cosmetics. nothing really significant over a year to the game. Um, like you, and you it, know how much malleability that has? Like and an it's open, unarguably their largest success yeah, in, so in a long. long, long time. And they, um, they've completely dropped the ball on it. And like, it's if people, whenever people complain, like the Nintendo fanboys are always there to like, be like, well, they're doing this, this or that. And it's like, it's absurd to me. The I, hope they, of like, I hope they hear this so I cannot read their comments. <laughs> it's, it's just absurd. And like, I can't imagine, like, I don't know what the investors in Nintendo are thinking either. Like uh, imagine Smash like, if, Brothers, if you're like, Smash. That's if you're like it. a Nintendo investor and right, and you see them have this huge success with a lot of, let's be honest, easily monetizable shit. Like I would have been okay with like Animal Crossing putting out free, a bunch of free content. Yeah. If they were like, okay, this, this item set, whatever you have to pay like $2 for it. Like it sucked, but like I, I get monetizing a game. That's how you monetize a game these days. Mm-hmm. And as an investor, I'd be like, yo, that's awesome. Because like, okay, 
we're going to get fucking rich because people are everybody's playing this game and now you're selling shit and then uh and then they don't do anything and you're like oh why <laughs> i mean like part of me understands because like i'm not you know i'm a little lazy too and i'm like if if i had to put so much work into it and it's already succeeding like fine you know we'll reap the benefits and not push more but like you're you're a gaming company you profit off of continuous consumerism and your game is the most talked about game currently and yep. you do nothing to keep pushing it yeah and the other thing is too like like i would understand to an extent like the idea of oh there's a pandemic or whatever if like the thing is the game launched with like significantly less content than what the 3ds version has yeah, like the 3DS games still has significantly more content. You can't even argue that like the 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 Nintendo Switch or like the development team isn't even capable of that because like there there's so many other examples of games they have put endless potential into. Well, not a lot of examples, but like Smash Brothers, they continuously add more random things to the game. I yeah. mean, like that's a that's game a that they. Yeah, I mean that's a game they've put way more effort into than anything else they've done. For obvious reasons, because it's like big, but still, well, you know, it's not fucking Nintendo that's developing the game. It's exactly, it's not them. The it's same Nintendo. time, yeah, yeah, they're just you know they're the people that give them the money and the and budget. And then for any like modern Nintendo game that like they release, be it so Mario Sports game, right? Used to launch with a ton of shit. Now every oh. Mario Sports game launches with like <laughs> a fraction, and then over the next year they'll release content updates like once a month. It's like oh, here's a new character in Mario Golf or Mario <laughs> Tennis. They teased them, dude. They did you see the last Nintendo Direct when they teased a new Mario Party, but then also like added new Mario Party stuff to the current one? Like they finally added like online multiplayer or some shit, and I was like, yeah, they added online to Super Mario Party. But then, then they, they were like, also a new one's coming out, so why care? <laughs> yeah, that was entirely on purpose to get like the last people to buy Super Mario Party, and uh, like a month before they announced that game. Yeah. Oh my god. And I'm excited for the Mario Party because it's funny because what makes it exciting is the fact that it's literally just the old Mario Party. The old version, yeah. It's, it's like, well, they can't fuck it because they've already made this one, right? Surely. Yeah, surely they can't. Well, you know, time will tell. Anybody's going to find a way, though. What's your favorite old school Mario sports game? Old school? How old are we talking? Like GameCube Wii era. GameCube Wii? Mario Strikers Charged okay. on the Wii. thousand percent the best. That's, probably that's one fair. of the best sports games Wait, not, made. not super strikers like the, the one, one on the wii is better than the gamecube one what? i stand by that no really? if you if you get into it the, the 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 game is more advanced and i've had multiple friends that were with you that were like oh well, i'll play the gamecube one and then they i i show them what's in the wii one and they're like oh shit this game is it <laughs> i've had i didn't even know there was one that was on the yeah, way it, it's the melee of uh Mar of mario soccer very 100%. wow i had no clue I was big into the the baseball Mario baseball in the GameCube. Oh yeah, yeah. The game was I never played shit. the GameCube. I only, I only played the Wii one. The Wii one was pretty good. The Super Wii one had like a huge roster. Amazing though. I, um, I remember the Wii one had like a King K rule for like the first time in like mm -hmm. fifteen years. Yeah, I remember getting the Wii one, and they. I think I think what was cool about that one. I think I'm nostalgic for the GameCube one because I was I played it a ton as a kid. But I think the Wii one like really improved the things that were good about the second or the first one which is what i always like to see when a when a game is continued they just basically do the same thing but make like expand on the concepts i mean that's right. 
that's sick when you leave something that's already amazing and, and just make it a little better and don't don't switch up the formula just give it some some spices here and there that's the thing with nintendo is their idea of switching up the formula is like they're gonna add some really game-changing mechanic that makes no sense into yeah. the game just some, and it's some like quirky shit and, and hope like, it man, works I really out. wish that this wasn't here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like this game would be amazing if for some reason it didn't every five minutes, some random thing came across my screen and caused me to have to play a mini game within the game. And then their Nintendo fun mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> or like <laughs> when they decide that like Mario party is for some reason broken now and for the next three games, they're going to put you all in a car. Yeah. Even though everybody together. likes the competitive formula of Mario yeah, party and they're like, and like well, Nintendo doesn't learn because the game <laughs> still anyways by, by like name recognition and they have exactly. no reason to like listen to their actual fans or like what people are saying. Because people jerk them off anyways. It's so... The name of Mario Party carries so much weight alone that, like, you you wouldn't have to fuck with the formula. And then they were like, fuck it. Um, everybody plays together. Um, money, please. People are <laughs> it's, crazy, dude. It's so weird. I don't know. I could rant about Nintendo for so long. It pisses me off that Mario Kart got ported to the Switch. Like, not a new game. It was on the Wii U. They put it on the Switch, and they haven't touched it, right? At all. Mario Kart, like yeah. one of the most recognizable games. I mean, I mean, you Still said it, you said it yourself, it's right? Best selling game on the Switch, though, and it's name uh, alone carries so many Nintendo games. And I get they why just, they ported it. I get why they did it because yeah. the Wii didn't sell well, and it's like we want a Mario Kart on launch. Made sense. Sure. But now they haven't done anything with it since, and I get why they didn't add anything to it because it says deluxe. You know, maybe it's to be a complete game but it's like well then where's mario kart 9 at this point yeah like it's been four years from yeah, a port they, it makes no sense whether there's no mario kart 9 yet and on top of that it was really gonna piss you off is that animal crossing Stop. and mario kart share parts of a dev team internally at nintendo and then on oh. top of that they just announced splatoon 3 earlier no. this year which is literally the splatoon studio is the mario kart and the animal crossing studio combined so, yeah, I did not know that. Cool. So, I'll see you guys in two years when they announce Mario Kart Nine. That's fun. <laughs> They'll just announce whenever their sales go down. It's not like they don't on have this the, shit ready. On the Switch Pro, <laughs> they have this shit ready, dude. They, I, know, I right? guarantee like, they have tons of stuff just ready that they just wait on. Like they literally have. I know for a fact they have like Metroid Prime. HD remade the full trilogy. They have it Definitely. made on the Switch, ready to go, and they just haven't released it. Um, also, they have Sky. Not Sky, they just released Skyward Sword HD, but For Twilight $50. Princess and Wind Waker. <laughs> yeah, Twilight Princess and Wind Waker were re remade fully on the Wii U. Oh, easily. And, great, and they haven't released them on the Switch yet because yeah, Wind Waker on the Wii U you, is awesome. Yeah, it, actually, I guarantee you. The Zelda reason for that. Sorry, I I'm keep cutting you off. Go ahead. No, you're good. The reason for that is that uh. They're scared that Breath of the Wild 2 won't actually release next year. But they're going <laughs> to hold off on that game and the event that they have to delay Breath of the Wild 2 to uh, 2023. Yeah, they want to stretch it out with these releases. Yeah, They're going to just release that next year. Zelda's one of the few games that worked super well in the Wii U because the pad was so complimentary to the game's like menu. It was yeah. so it was so nice to just like be able to to in real time like without pausing like drag something into your your hot bar and stuff. There's a really bold take that I have that uh people forget that Wind Waker has the best dungeons because people Wind Waker is about, awesome, dude. People always forget about the uh 
people only think about the the sailing part, which is fine. And sailing's yeah. fun. Some people don't like it, and that's fair. But like the dungeons in that game are so underrated. They're so fucking good. They were gonna add more. Apparently, the when you go to find that whale in the cove of the of the hometown of Link, you know, and you yep. like shoot the the wall with a bomb or whatever. Apparently. Mm-hmm supposedly they were supposed to have a dungeon past that doorway and they just didn't because they didn't want to they didn't have like the time or the budget to continue pushing yeah that's the entire wind waker development cycle is crazy because like you think about it it too because like that area is kind of like that's it like it kind of feels like there was supposed to be more as well they announced wind waker and like literally every hardcore nintendo gamer at the time this is back when people were actually vocal against Nintendo. People weren't just jerking them off all the time. Like, they announced Wind Waker, and literally every gamer was they, pissed. They, they tried really hard, Connor. They were pissed because they wanted, like, HD, like, gritty Zelda on the GameCube. Yeah, I remember everybody it, like, thought cartoony. it was weird. Everybody thought the and graphics so people, were strange. People were pissed. And so that's when they, they announced Twilight Princess, and they made... They kind of, like, stopped Wind Waker. I mean, well, it's not really, I don't think, fair to say. They finished Wind Waker, but they definitely accelerated Twilight Princess because they were like, shit, people are mad. I, I do like both of them in their own special ways. I mean, I think they're completely different Zelda games, but, like, they're so good. I've never finished Twilight Princess. I it's think I would like solid. it. It's pretty solid. It's definitely gritty. It's a very gritty Zelda. I think... Yeah, I never finished that as a kid Wind because Waker, I the uh, character design scared me. <laughs> Wind Waker is, like, the opposite of Twilight Princess, and I think... Um, I think Breath of the Wild is kind of a happy median between, like, seriousness and kind of Zelda-y. Breath of the Wild is awesome, but playing Skyward Sword does remind me that like oh, I, I do uh, I do miss and I, I do say that Skyward Sword is a lot better than it was on the Wii. Like it's just more enjoyable, and I can appreciate it you more. Like but it like on the Switch, I do like it, and but like I think that uh, I might have to give Breath it a shot. I've never given it a fair chance. Yeah, Breath of the Wild Two is definitely going to need to take some inspiration from older Zelda dungeon designs because playing Skyward Sword just reminds me like, oh shit, I remember when like Zelda dungeons were like kind of interesting because like in Breath of the Wild, it pretty quickly gets stale. Uh, yeah. Maybe stale is the right word, but it's not challenging in the same way that Zelda well, the, dungeons used to be. The concepts are kind of like the the lore around the dungeons are all the same consistently. Yeah, and like the thing is you're always using the same four items that out the entire game. Yeah. It has to be open the world and it has to be consistent yeah. so you can go in any order. So so I get why it's that way, but I think yeah. that the Zelda formula sort of suffers from it because I think part of what makes Zelda fun is like then like that eighth dungeon, right? Yeah. And like that eighth dungeon and you're like, fuck, I can't figure this out. And then you remember that you got that item like five dungeons ago that can do this thing here. And that's exactly. kind of like a sense of accomplishment that Breath of the Wild didn't really give in that way. Yeah, they, well, they do it, like, near the end, but even the end of when you go towards Ganon and stuff, which you don't even have to, like, people speedrun the game with none of the dungeons or anything. It just yeah, helps you, don't even you have against to do the last anything. fight. And some people have figured out so much to where they can just go in there with a stick and win. Yeah, so, and I like, think that, yeah. It's Breath of the Wild, I love. I, it's a different game. It. But you can tell where they took inspirations from, obviously, like, Skyrim and stuff, and, like, where it failed in certain areas. Like, yeah. I think that things like getting a cool armor set or something that should have been like more thought out in breath of the wild for an open world game. Cause like, I don't know, like what reason do I have to get the cool dark link armor set when I've already beat Ganon and done everything and gotten everything done? Like it, right. it just doesn't feel like a reason to do that. I, I think, I think it's like a, I don't know. It was a, it was a weird, it's one of the times when Nintendo took it in that weird direction. And instead of making it like a, random part of a game with a completely different idea they actually made the whole game surround the weird idea 
and it worked out i mean everybody loves breath of the wild i don't i think if you try to compare it to other zelda games it's so it's difficult because the game is different for the reasons yeah, I, we that, just talked about. I, I love Breath of the Wild. And I know people that don't love it. And they're usually just like hardcore Zelda fans that don't yeah. like how they change certain things. And I and I get why. I just think that there can be a better blend between the two uh, in Breath of the Wild too. And I, I hope so. that they I hope that they do that instead of like just going further with Breath of the Wild. I hope that they implement more Zelda elements into it. I think some of the best Zelda games have been in like the really nitty gritty time frames and stuff. Like Majora's Mask. I, I'm sure you know like the history of Majora's, oh, Majora's Mask, Mask and stuff, but we can we can give some context for people who might not be aware because like people the people who are making Majora's Mask were basically told to not make it, and then they yeah, so they they made Majora's Mask in like the span of a year with all these old uh, Ocarina of Time assets. Yeah, which is why and, it looks exactly the same as they basically just ripped assets from Ocarina of Time, knowing people liked it, and hastily made a a, ver- a different version of it and it was meant to be on the uh 64 dd the disc add-on mm-hmm. um and then that ended up doing terrible in japan so then they had to change the game again last minute to yep. dial it back a little bit so it could release on the normal in 64 which is which is incredible really like when you think about it the the, the amount of random like unfortunate factors to have to continuously adjust the game and then it's still an absolute slap like majora's mask is a it can be a headache but also at the same time like it's a clever game majora's mask is fantastic and it's it's it definitely suffers from some things like i think there's objectively some really poor shit in there like i think that out of all the zelda games it is definitely Mm -hmm. the most near unplayable without some sort of guide in some areas um which i think it suffers from like things like speeding up time or going backwards in time like you just like so basically as a kid, like you just have to figure out if you play the song backwards, that's how you go back yeah, in time. Which Otherwise, was you never expressed. It was never, never expressed. expressed. Exactly. In the 3DS version, they do a lot better on things like that. And the yeah. 3DS version does some things good and some things really bad in exactly. that regard. I, th- but, uh, I think it's one of the games out of all of them that is that really like flexed its strengths the best. Like Wind Waker is the same with it too, where they were like, well, you know, it's kind of about traveling the ocean and stuff, but also there's tons of stuff to do because of that. And like the, you know, with funny the, that Majora's Mask. Love- you can do the same, but what you can just manipulate time a ton. Like you can make the yeah. banker keep your money, even though like technically you leave time, but he keeps it. Stuff like that. It's funny that like people love Majora's Mask, and like I do too. But like the the creator, well, Anuma, Samimoto obviously made the concept of Zelda. But like ever since I think Wind Waker, uh, Onuma has been the head of Zelda. Mm. So and he's the director of Majora's Mask, and. He always says that, like, Majora's Mask, he's not proud of that game. He doesn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's like, uh... He thinks it's his worst work, and he doesn't want to talk about it. Really? (laughs) Yeah, it's very strange. Oh, I love that game. It it does make you question. It's weird to hear a creator say that, because people, like, always talk about, like, the art of Majora's Mask and, like, all this deep underlying themes. It's like... Yeah, I think... I wonder how much of that is forced by the fans when the creator himself is like, this game sucks. (laughs) That's true. I I really like all of the the underlying stuff in the game. I just think it's interesting, because, like, time... Time travel and stuff is a really hard thing to nail. And and, yeah. and you even said, like, it's hard to really figure out everything in that game without having either prior knowledge or something holding your hand a bit. But, like, the way doing that is really cool. Like, it's because, it, like, the paradox with, like, the Song of Storms with, like, you're the reason he got mad. But yeah. also, like, your older self is the one that he taught the song to. And that's how you know how to play it when you're young. But that's also what pisses him off and learn. And that's how he learns the song. 
So it like makes no sense, but like that's the fun part is they really lean into the concept with a lot of random shit like that. That it's like it pisses you off that that doesn't make sense. But yeah. also like going back in time and basically changing the events of stuff to to improve in your favor doesn't make sense at the same time. Yep. I, just, I just think it's a clever game. I think it really I, I think that Zelda games in particular thrive when it's like a a strange concept that they they full commit to. I think like full yep. commitment is what makes a Zelda game go from good to great. Like Wind Waker really committed to to its concept. I think Majora's Mask even I guess if the director hated it. Yeah, it, it does make you think like I guess Zelda is a good example of them actually where Nintendo usually does a gimmick and it ruins their series that they're going with. Zelda actually thrives on that. Yeah, I think and, it I think it gets ruined when they don't fully commit to the the gimmick. I think it's I mean yeah. like the Nintendo Switch is a gimmick. The concept itself was a gimmick, but like it's an interesting gimmick, but they they invested heavily into the idea of like a portable console. And I think it's worked super well. I agree. I think the Switch I But they invested I think the into the was concept. inevitable either way. And yeah. I have a lot of my thoughts on the Switch. My main issue with it is that they combine their handheld and their console division and then they somehow put out problem. less they put out less output in total yeah. in terms of games than they did with the Wii U and 3DS combined. They basically buried the 3DS. Yeah, so you the you would think like, oh, I'm excited Nintendo is going to have one console now, but because they're going to output so many more games, but they, they haven't don't. at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. I think they. Yeah, I think they put way too much reliance on like indie development and stuff. They have like a lot of indie development games on there, but nothing. I think that's all the Nintendo America side. Yeah. I don't know the politics really? of like how Nintendo works, but like the indie shit is surely all Nintendo America that's organizing that because Japan doesn't give a fuck. Um, probably and, uh, I, I would a lot so. of these companies these companies that deal with like American divisions and Japanese divisions for like gaming like the Japanese divisions like think they know everything better and like are very prideful in like Japanese game development mm. and it leads to a lot of problems where in conflict between the two sides they haven't like said it's the whole reason Sega like fell apart sounds like a lot of fun yep oh Sega like they're shut up moving all of Sonic to America now. Like they're done. They're like, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, this isn't working. <laughs> we which, gotta fix something. Which side was responsible for Sonic Boom? <laughs> uh, actually, that I think that was the problem with Sonic Boom. I, I think it was a like Japanese <laughs> side decision to like redesign the characters and stuff and like try something new. Have you watched the um, game? Yeah, no, I've seen the game. I know yeah, all about it's it. Bad. I'm, I'm a Sonic. <laughs> I'm a Sonic expert, but uh, it's it's one of uh, the problem it's is one that of the game, game Grumps' best series is them just laughing at every single absurdity of that yeah, game. Yeah, so the main problem with that game is that game was in development uh, before Sega signed the deal to make the next three Sonic games Nintendo oh. exclusive. Um, so the game was in development for like Xbox 360, Xbox One, PS3, PS4, um, and then randomly in like the last six months of development, they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, this is now a Wii U exclusive." Fun. They're like, they're like, oh, well, that's not powerful enough to do anything that we're doing. And they're like, okay, well, <laughs> have fun. Oops. So they redesigned. I think like literally, the, oh yeah, this is what it was. The, the engine didn't work on the Wii U. Like it was like Unreal Engine or something. It did not work on the Wii U. I can't they had to shift it. engines entirely. It sounds like a lot of fun to yep. deal with Nintendo. Gamer Truly. talk. This has been gamer talk on the Snake yeah, yeah, Snack podcast. Gamer talk on time. Well, you know the the 
the whole concept the, the past two episodes have kind of had a theme of content creation mentality but like i don't really the whole point of the con the, i mean it's the game the, oh my god i can't talk the the podcast <laughs> is called time wasters so like we're not I, I, it's more like i'm getting random people who i am friends with who are interesting to come hang out and we talk about nothing in particular because everybody's got time on their hands and they need some some form of of thing to waste some time away and yep. i'm chilling talking to my friend sneaks yep. while my cat terrorizes the apartment begging for attention <laughs> you want to you want to talk about how you ended up acquiring bumper yeah so i was in I, la dude, i for... fucking love that name by the way i <laughs> yeah i'll tell you how i got it's that adorable but I uh, I was in L.A. for the G4 event where they invited a bunch of us out to do something fun. Wacky. Which, which was a good time. I really enjoyed that. And it was nice hanging out with everybody. And then mm-hmm. Who was your the favorite person day, to meet? Segway. Favorite person to meet? Well, I yeah. think I already met everybody at that point. Yeah, we were. that's why I liked it because we were already friends. And okay. They kind of just invited a whole friend Anybody you had met in real life the first time then? Um, I met like the G4 people. So mm-hmm. like, uh, what's his name? Adam Sessler. That was kind of cool. Shout like, out. Yeah, and like uh, there's another guy, but I forgot their name. But I like them. And then um, the next day is part part of the trip. They're like, yeah, we'll send you guys to Universal with like VIP passes and everything. You can have fun. And so the next day we went to Universal. And uh, when we were at dinner, um, Will decided to not go to dinner and instead head back. I think he had plans with his girlfriend or something. And then um, on his way back to his house, he found this kitten in the highway. He just saw its eyes like on the 405, like speeding traffic. And so Will, the hero, good man that he is, got out of his car and <laughs> ran through the traffic to rescue this cat. And uh, like a Chad, like a Chad. And like I saw a photo of him, like the second he sent it to all of us in the group chat, and I'm like, oh my god, he's adorable. Like if he doesn't have a home, like I'll take him. Like I've been thinking about getting a cat. And then um, was like, oh yeah, yeah, come meet him tomorrow, whatever. And so I went the next day and met Bumper and was like, this is the best cat on the planet. I love this guy. <laughs> and That's so, adorable. Uh, and so I took him back home, which was a whole ordeal as well, was getting him on the flight because yeah. uh, I called Delta and they were like, like two days before the flight. Shout I'm like, out, hey, question mark. <laughs> yeah, I called them. Well, usually I'm very pro Delta, but Depends this is not a pro Delta like, story. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a shout out then. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, yeah, 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 it sounds good. Yeah, we got you. We got them all marked for the flight. You don't need papers or anything. I'm like, awesome. Cool. And then I get there um, to like check in baggage and like check in bumper. And they're like, oh, well the plane's actually full for animals. And I'm like, what do you mean it's full for animals? What does that animals? mean? Like, I what? I guess they can only fit four animals on the flight. It's just policy or whatever. I don't know if it's Delta policy, US policy or whatever. And so I'm like, that's oh, so, okay. Well, odd. you told me on the phone that we could. And they're like, well, we don't see that. And so then I just kind of stay there. I'm like, well, I'm bringing this cat on this plane. Like, I'm sorry, like this is <laughs> happening. And so the guy like comes up and he's like on the computer for literally like 45 minutes, like typing away, trying to figure something out. What are they like, going to do? Like make you not take know. your pet he's home? Like, he's like figuring something out. <laughs> and so then um, eventually he's like, okay, well, if you upgrade the first class, there's two more pet slots on first class. Oh my and God, like, of course. I didn't have time to consider like how dumb that is until later, but I was like, yeah, that's, okay, fine. That's yeah, fucking fine. stupid. I'll upload the, I'll upgrade well, the first class you, shirt, whatever. Give us more money. We can allow it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, fine, we'll do that. And then... They're like, okay. And then they type it away and they're like, okay, well, you're now on standby for first class. I'm like, okay, well, what does that mean? They're like, well, you're not on first class yes, but class yet, but you probably will be, but you won't be until like five minutes before the flight. And I'm Even like, well, though five you've already the given flight. them the money. Yeah. And I'm like, well, five minutes before the flight, there's not going to be enough time to get through security to get on the flight. And the guy's yeah. like, hmm, yeah, that's a good point. I'm like, yeah, it is a good <laughs> fucking point. And so 
thankfully, literally, like as I'm having this conversation, um, I get a call from Milena, you know, uh, Nick, Paula, Milena, uh, uh-huh. and the Chance, uh, Soda Poppin. So those mm-hmm. three, uh, I forgot who called. It was either Chance or Milena, but they he told me seemed, that they're almost he there. He seems like a, a hilarious person to oh, see Chance in real life. So funny. Chance is one of the funniest people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't watch just... his stuff all the time, but like he is constantly literally first conversation cracking jokes he just starts talking about like how much he jerks off and that's his like <laughs> opener he's like i he's like no one jerks off more than me i'm like I'm really he's like yep nobody <laughs> and uh but anyways like they come in the baggage check area and i'm like hey what's up and then they inform me that they're in first class i'm like oh shit so i'm like melena you check in bumpers so melena checks in bumper and it works because she's already in first class oh and so that's that's how i got him on that's super nice of her very cool yep. and then and then now he's here and he's been a little handful he's adorable he is adorable though he is cute i've i've had i've had three separate times so we hannah and i have to drive like a little bit through like south missouri and a, and a, a few other areas to get to her parents um but excuse me you know a lot of south missouri like the highways are just like a one-lane highway and a ton of just like trees and shit right yeah, there's not a lot going on. It's like a lot of just farmland, trees, and then like every now and then it's like, oh, major city, whatever. It's gone. I've had like three separate times we've been like on this drive, either there or back, and we have seen a like a dog like three times. Not the same one, but like three separate times we've seen a dog. And you know, Hannah and I being a, we have four dogs, <laughs> right? So like, we're freaking out. There's a stray dog potentially. Every time we get out of the car. It, it disappears like we have no idea where it went you guys like are we, such a dog family i know i love my dogs you so should much. have your dogs like boomer be, was, the, be the groomsmen at the wedding i really want them to um the problem is boomer is a menace and barks at everything so wow. i i if we somehow find a way to get them to behave the issue is is all of my dogs are like neurotic in their own way so it's going to be really hard to figure that out because like cooper is um a horny old man who's got allergies and anxiety so he gets excited tries to attack other male dogs um with his penis which is awkward ah. um oh, well there's and, you know he's just a guy boys will be yeah, boys, boys will be, <laughs> um but also like he gets anxiety like we have anxiety medication for him because he gets that anxious and he'll start just like grabbing the nearest softest softest object to try to like suckle um because he gets nervous and you know we have ways of helping him but it, it, he gets overwhelmed because of like different people and like groups and stuff and then boomer you've i mean plenty of people who are familiar with me and my content have heard boomer shriek in the background <laughs> because he just like didn't hit puberty somehow even though he's like two and um sounds like he's wailing and he does it to anything near our house um so i can't imagine a group of strangers at my wedding would be good lucy is a small dog who doesn't like men i don't know why she gets really girl boss yeah kind of pretty much i i've had friends over and like she'll walk up towards them and like start sniffing them and then she'll like freak out as if they did anything but they'll be standing still because i'm like just don't react because she'll like get used to it and she'll like (laughs) freak out like she'll like flinch and like run back and be like like they like offended her like straight karen girl bossing um and then our fourth dog piper is cooper's brother or sister and 
you know, it was it was from Hannah's family at first, and Hannah's family lives like with they have a lot of land and but like they're in the middle of like this farmland stuff, right? So um Piper used to just like get out of the house and like run. Like she used to just book it and then come back like a day later. Somehow. Um so we have to really watch her because if she gets out, she'll just I don't I don't know what she hasn't gotten out here, but I, I don't know if she'd end up knowing how to get back here if she did, because I I don't know. It's just yeah. it'd be a lot to figure out. I would love it because it'd be very cute. That's one of my worst anxieties is losing know, a right? pet. It's literally it's like terrifying. It's so anxiety provoking. That's why I kind of like living in an apartment right now because I'm like, well, if Bumper gets out, he's just in the hall. <laughs> like, <laughs> where, where the fuck am I? Like you can't really go too far, so I feel a little bit safer in that. Yeah, I got really curious. I got really worried when we first moved to this house because our backyard has like a little overhang to our oh, yeah. one of our neighbors' front yards, but none of them have even tried to to climb down there. Boomer likes to look over it sometimes and bark at the front yard, but pets are fun. I've always wanted to. I've been tempted to get a cat. I don't know. It's hard, kind of be kind of hard with four dogs. I've always wanted like a yeah. black cat. I think black cats are adorable. I had a black cat in Atlanta. My family cat named Cat, mm -hmm. and uh, she was sweet. Yeah, they look, as, as she's grown cheaty. up, she's grown up to realize that she owns the place and she's kind of a bitch <laughs> now. But it's fine. Seems like cats kind of end up turning out that they way get sometimes. There. Yeah, they get there. Bumper's too sweet though. Well, he. He just wants to play, but then when he's done playing, he just wants to sit in your lap and to go to bed. So cute. Boomer does this thing where, like, he wants to constantly be near me, but he doesn't want to be, like, close to me. So, you oh, know, because yeah. I'm home most of the time doing my thing, and he'll show up, and he, he, but he'll, like, follow me around the house. So he'll, he'll, he'll be in the office while I am. I'll go upstairs to, there's, there's one of them now. Piper's <laughs> shaking her collar. And, and he'll follow me around. I'll go upstairs for like coffee or whatever. And he'll follow me upstairs. He'll follow me back downstairs. If I'm in bed. He'll wait till I get out of bed. But he never wants to be like super close. And it it pisses me off because I want to just I want to just cuddle him so much. He's so fluffy. <laughs> yeah, bumper. I like. I I can't really pick him up too much because otherwise he'll want to bite. But otherwise, if it's on his terms, he'll he's down. <laughs> yeah, of course. Don't I want to go back to uh, we were discussing at the beginning the uh, kind of SMP live and the start of everything sure. and how we yeah, all blew absolutely. up. I kind of want to understand your philosophy in regards to how you dealt with the blow up of SMP live and how, like, I feel like, and this isn't a knock anybody else, but out of anybody that sort of blew up on there, like, it feels like you and me are like some of the only ones that like still are not successful isn't the right word, but kind, kind of, of managed. Kind of managed to navigate the immediate aftermath of that and continue to grow yeah. our channels. I I think you know I don't know if I even understand fully how I handled it, but like I I think it came from a a, a perspective of not loving Minecraft content and yeah. knowing it wasn't like necessarily the place I wanted to stay. Like it's not my home. Minecraft is fun. I, I, I've played Minecraft since alpha. Like I was the nerd that found Minecraft at my high school and everybody, or I guess middle school at that point. Um, and they were like, what the hell are you doing? And I was like, this is Minecraft. And then like tons of people picked up Minecraft because I was the hipster that downloaded it. 
Um, so I've played I a, Minecraft. I, I, I have put a lot of hours into Minecraft. Like even I think, even though I don't stream it much anymore, I think it's probably still one of my most streamed games on my channel, just because it it's an easy game, and there's yeah. so much to do with it. There's so much freedom and manipulability with Minecraft. You get stuff like Dream SMP, where like. It's literally just an excuse for people to make stories and interact. And yeah. and it's got such a huge audience. But, like, I I don't... I feel like I've put so much time into it that, it, like, Minecraft feels kind of like a chore. And sure. it felt like that even when I was invited to SMP Live. And, which is why I was very skeptical to join, you know, um, because I didn't know any better. And obviously I'm glad I did because I... I you know things worked super well at the time and then um you know things fizzled out but you know i think knowing and being from the minecraft community i understood because like for some reason everybody has this idea that smps are going to last forever and or if they don't there's going to be some big send-off there right. is Every, there everything never has a is. shelf life everything the, is a shelf there life. never is a big send-off what pretty much ends up happening is people just stop playing and nobody knows where it goes. The people who are fans just ask where it went. And even the people who played on it don't know. It just sounded like things just happen. Everybody's yeah, different I mean, on their own schedule. There's a lot of factors you could say played in the S&P Live. Yeah, sort of I think one of the downwards. main, yeah, I think one of the main things was we at like a fuck ton of people got added to the point yeah, where the server, we're just getting added off the server of lost its identity and nobody knew who the fuck each other was because things weren't like interactions weren't being forced anymore. <laughs> People yeah, just feel like no, wanted to be that. on the server to be on the server. It, it definitely, it definitely got a little weird during the summer for sure. Right, um, but Which like is around the time I stopped playing, I'm pretty sure. I mean, like I showed up at TwitchCon, knowing people were showing up for SMP Live, and it was fun. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. S uh, TwitchCon is like one of the best things I've ever done with my job so far. TwitchCon was fun. TwitchCon was fun, but it was definitely also a wake-up call for me that yeah. like most of the people that came to my meet and greet were like Minecrafters, and I'm like, okay, yeah, awesome, good to know. I'm going to I not to do this, this game up. anymore. <laughs> I I showed up to your meet and greet. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and there I still have that I remember video. That meet and greet was great though, because there were like two actual like long-term Connor fans, but then the one especially, um, I forget. I think their name in my chat is Moba. But they had been they'd been in my chat for like two years at that point. And I guess I'd been a variety streamer at that point, mm -hmm. small streamer on Twitch for three years already at that point, 2019. So I uh, so I had some viewers, uh, like not very many, but it was cool to see one come up and he's like, he always mentioned, he's like, when I see you in person, we're going to play Smash. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm like, yeah. no, you're not. You're not going to do that. And he finally, he showed up to TwitchCon, didn't even tell me he's there. And he's like, I brought the Switch. He didn't even tell gonna, you? <laughs> like, I'm going to kick your ass. I'm like, yeah, kid. Okay. That's so awesome. So literally after the meet and greet, we go to the little porch out there and I play him and smash on the Switch and I kick his ass. And I'm like, that's right. <laughs> that's super don't cool. Don't you come here and say that shit. I had, I had something similar happen, which is also why I was like, it wasn't, I wasn't mad because a, a majority of the Minecraft audience showed up and like, it, I, I don't. Like, I don't hate the game. I think I'm just tired of the game because I've played yeah. so much of it. So, like, the only times I really open up Minecraft is for some interesting event one of my friends is doing and I want to support them or, like, something my friends are doing and they want to include me because I... Yeah, you know, well, I, love... I mean, my issue with the Minecraft kids being there was, like, I get questions like, uh, where's Carson? Where's right. Schlatt? And it's yeah, like, and you're like, please fuck dude. off and don't talk to me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the secretary, yep. 
There was this super awkward guy that came up with like his friend. That was the funniest thing on the planet. I think he was like, he comes up and he's like, when's Carson streaming? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and I look at him and I'm like, you want me to react? Like, what do you want from me? And then he's like, sits there with his friend for a second. He, like, he expected a reaction. Like he wanted to like be funny in front of his friend and his friend like noticed that, like I didn't react and like didn't give a shit. So it was awkward for me. Tried to save it. He's like, uh, is that like how I say was like, it was schlatt here. And I'm like, no. And he's like, he's like, oh, can I get a picture? And I'm like, do you really want a picture? And he's like, uh, uh, uh yeah. And I'm like, I don't think you do. I don't think you do. I think you're yeah. here for them. Yeah, I, I had, think you're here for me. I had something like that happen. Um, I, I'll mention the other thing first, but like I had a, I met the, like the first person who subbed me on Twitch, like without knowing me personally, like he has a founder badge. Um, he, he showed up to TwitchCon and he was like the first per. this was pre SMP live. Um, he was like the first person I didn't have like some personal connection to who subbed to me and he showed up, yeah. he was there and he gave me like a painting. I still have it in my backdrop. Um, it's the one on like if for people that watch my streams cool. and stuff, it's the one on the, like, the left side of my shot, like in front of the one up mushroom. I but love that to to see somebody who, and this is this means a lot for like friends of mine too, because like to to see people and to have people like from the beginning like that be so gung ho about supporting you is really cool. Because like when I was starting, I had like I'd have like two or three viewers, and it was like two of my roommates were just had the stream open and they just wanted to support me. Yeah. And it meant a lot carrying into like the actual notoriety that I gained from like SP live and all that. All yeah. Right. Uh, things like that are awesome. Man. And it makes me wonder. Yeah. Like, I don't think that really happens anymore. Like no, I feel not like, often. like I don't think people really grow on Twitch anymore and it's kind of sad, but it's kind of just a product of the platform and how it works. Like at this point you grow off Twitch and that's how you get, get where you are. Hold on, Hannah just came home. You're getting bumper. No. Let me let me We're pause get sprayed. real quick. Um, cool. I'm playing Pokemon Unite right now. Oh God. Free to play mobile battle game brought to you by Tencent. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I um, I've had another. I the only this is like the only time I've had a fan interaction outside of like a convention, and like. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what your experience is. Cause like you went to Austin, but, um, you know, I don't really live in an area that's like big for content creators. I don't think sure. people are really looking for me. Yeah. So I don't think a lot of like, I don't, I don't know if I'm like big in St. Louis anyway. So I don't know if people really notice or what, but I don't really like go tons of places, but, um, I can't, I think it was 2019. Um, you know, my dad's a teacher. The teachers have a, uh, I remember this. I remember this. Story. Yeah. I, I think I've told you this, but I'll tell it for podcast sake. Cause it's hilarious. Um, you, you know, my dad has a teacher, they have a Christmas party every year. And I started blowing up because of S and P live and stuff like that. And uh, word, I guess, kind of got around my high school that I was becoming famous. Very cool. <laughs> Everybody cares. I've got kind of a funny story adjacent um, to that when you're done sure and you know i was sitting there with my with my family at my dad's christmas party because i went every year because i'm his kid and he likes us going because it's a good time it's a great time um and this kid walked up to me which i'm you know i'm guessing it was just like another teacher's kid you know because you know it's not like the student body can show up 
like a private thing during the night, whatever. Right. But like, you know, every, teachers' families can come. So this kid walks up to me. He's like, he, you know, he's like, are you sneak? And I was like, yeah, that's me. And he was like, do you know Carson? And I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he was like, I'm a fan of your work. And then like walked away. And I was like, I'm a fan of your what? work. What? <laughs> like that's it. Do not. No, Bumper. He's stuffing his face in the tissues. It's not, no. Why do you do that? It's I so just, easy to not. It was such a weird... I don't even think the kid ever watched my content either. I think he was just a fan of him and knew yeah. I was connected. Oh, that's how it always is. If exactly. they come up and they ask you that shit, yeah. No, Didn't ask me. That, that was how he opened. He just asked my name. It was like, do you know this guy? And I was like, well, okay. obviously you know that. And he was like, okay, oh, see ya. <laughs> Didn't ask for a picture or nothing. Not what that a I, loser. Not that I That's care. just like just such like, a lack of social skills to right. even do that. I'm like, like it's why would you a... ask somebody about somebody else? Like when you know that they're their own creator. That's just it's, such it's a It's the same people that would be like, oh, Where, where's Schlatt? Where is he? Bumper just jumped on the keyboard and now my audio is all weird. Uh-oh. You seem fine on my end. This guy's got to go. The bumper. Stop. Oh, shit. <laughs> Loves this cat, by the way. I love this cat with everything, but I'm going to spray him <laughs> with this right now. And I have to spray my dogs with water, dude. I have, spray I, have him. I have to spray Boomer to get him to stop barking Oops. sometimes. Wait, where'd my spray go? Bumper, what did you do? This podcast was brought to you by... Uh, All right, Bumper. Good brought to you by asbestos spray. Or that. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much the only time I've had somebody recognize me outside of a convention i'm trying to think if i can remember any other time um well actually that's yeah. not true i i had it was i don't think they were a fan of me it was somebody that hannah knew um because he was friends with her sister i think and mm -hmm. so he knew hannah and i guess he saw me because of her so i don't know if it was because i was a because of my job i just think he recognized me in public quicker than her because i was taller and he could see me like over the counter i don't know that's the only other time i can really think of that makes sense yeah the only time i've been recognized was of course at twitchcon and such um mm. I've, it's been happened it, most of the time i get recognized when i'm with schlatt because schlatt is obviously he's a face and people recognize a face he's also than me Tall, tall boy. He's tall, but like most of the time, chops. it helps to be around Schlatt just because he's a he shows his face more often. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I've noticed people that see me, and then I can tell that they're like looking at me, and I'm like, oh, they know. <laughs> but like, they're most of the time, it's not that they're scared. They're approach. I think it's because they they're not sure because <laughs> I don't show my face all the time. So it's like, that... you don't you don't want to be weird uh, if it's not me, right? That's so when I get you just that. like say your name, and then like you look away. You're, yeah, you, if you I'm like with Schlatt, then they turn. definitely are like, oh, yeah, that's Connor. Yeah. Um, and then the only time, well, I guess when I went to, we went, me and Ms. Kiff went to uh, this classic games convention thing, like mm -hmm. last Sunday. And uh, when we were there, there was one guy who like came up to me and was like, yo, Connor, I'm a huge fan. He's actually like hardcore Connor Frog. I was like, yo, this is awesome. This guy's great. I was like, well, you want to meet like Miz and my anybody? He's like, I don't know who they are. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, really? I'm like, what about Schlatt? He's like, nope. I, oh, I know that name. This guy literally just watches me. I'm like, this guy's a hardcore That's awesome. Fan. That's super cool. We'd love to see it. Yep. Um, I guess to go back to the previous discussion of just like how 
we handled transferring i guess i guess you could consider transferring clout just because like smp live was a big thing and you know and i'm not saying it was a flawless thing i i think it was more like it was kind of getting weird for me because i was getting into the aid like the time time where i was getting it was getting stale again like it was exciting because i was hanging out with all these cool people but then like they started going on less and all these other people were added that i didn't know and they weren't you know the effort wasn't there because it wasn't as tight-knit and yeah enforced and i i just started doing other things anyway i just kind of like stopped playing that or I would for a little bit and then do something else completely different. And I was just slowly pushing my like viewers towards other things while it was still going on. Yeah. I think that's and the I mean, problem. That's sort of what I did too, I yeah. guess. I think I the think biggest that... issue is people like live inside of the, the pocket of fame too much. So when yeah. like that specific type of thing either gets old for you or goes away, for example, like you don't have you, you don't have the ability to transfer that viewership over as easily because it's not, you're not using it in the moment. You're just basking in it while it's there. And then when it's yeah. gone, you can't, I mean, it's not there anymore. You can't throw it out. Like you can't bring people over to the different concepts because they're not there for the previous one anymore. Yeah. When I got on SMP live, I had already been doing variety streaming for like two and a half years. And mm -hmm. uh, I already had a very dedicated audience that would watch whatever I do. And I was very lucky with that. Um, and so I already sort of had a niche that I filled on Twitch for certain people. And so it made it pretty easy for me, even when SMP Live was going on, to play Minecraft, farm those viewers, and then switch. Um, which I feel like at the time, like especially early SMP Live, I was the only one really doing that that was like actually introducing that audience to like variety Twitch content. I think I like, didn't do it at first, but I think the more yeah, you got into it SMP later. Live went into it, I, I went more into variety because... I, I like the idea that I can continuously switch the concepts around because yeah, it keeps and it I, fresh I've in always my known, head. I've, I always knew I didn't want to be locked down to one thing. I would hate right. it. And so I I just knew early on. And mainly my main goal was that like I wanted to use SMP Live to like get partner and then just chill and do whatever the hell I want. That yeah, was my main idea. That's pretty much like, how it turned out for me as well. I didn't expect it to last long enough to the point where it actually be my job consistently. Yeah. Um, and so I think I, a, the, the crazy thing for me was like going in, into 2019, like my new year's resolution was to get Twitch partner at the end of the, by the end of the year. Like I was like, I really want to grind out streaming and, and hope for the best. So my I new never, resolution like, that yeah. year, cause I was super realistic myself. I'm like, okay, maybe hit 50 subs one time. Nice. I was like, I, and the, looking back, I definitely should have been aiming high because yeah. seeing where things are now, like there would have been no shot of any hope of growing on Twitch in today's landscape. Yeah, well, starting um, with the concept is always, it's a good, it's a good starting point. I mean, like having having something to push towards is is incredible yeah. in terms of motive. Because I, I think I, I I always tell people who ask like tips for early content creators, like just starting or trying to stream, it's like consistency is so important on Twitch to grow. Maybe when you're already established, like it might not matter as much, but like to get your name out there, you have to be out there at the same, like you can't like sporadically stream when you're trying to get seen because yeah. it just doesn't, the algorithm doesn't favor you. People aren't going to discover you as much because you're not going to be available as often. Yeah. Collaboration is definitely important. That as well. I, I think that if I had to give any advice to someone who wants to start streaming, it'd be meet people. Uh, yeah, it will actually be fuck streaming and plan your content. Um, it'd be 
okay, I pretty much what Ludwig did, play, stream for YouTube, right? Like, do your yeah. shit on Twitch, sure, but at the end of the day, like, this is meant to be a YouTube video, meant to be yeah. YouTube content. I think it's um, hard to grow off of Twitch alone. I think, I think me and you, yeah. and maybe like Phil, we're, we're are pretty lucky in the idea that we kind of grew initially through Twitch. I don't think that's very common. Yeah. At least anymore. I think it was common for more some people. Twitch is just in a weird spot. Not anymore. The culture is... It's a lot of using whatever notoriety you have to push people here. Yeah. It's just weird because else. like even like who people would consider like kind of like a hardcore Twitch frog, right? Being Mizkif and like always is like with like the LSF audience, which is always considered like pretty twitchy and like all this stuff. It's like even Miz is getting most of his shit now from YouTube and most of the new people are coming from YouTube. And so mm -hmm. you kind of have to rethink like what Twitch culture even is and like what is actually important in that regard, I guess. Because <laughs> at this point, it's, it's just it's not a, the same. I think it's a melting pot, much like America. <laughs> so true. So I think true. it kind of, it really is though. Like it grabs a lot of people from different things. I mean, like you see like people like Miz grow off of like live stream fails and Ludwig off of his YouTube concepts that he streams so people show up for the streams because they want to see him do it in real time right but and yeah. then people like ranboo blow up on tiktok and then get the opportunities because they threw their audience from tiktok onto streams and that got his name out there right so like it's just yeah. it, it's it's a really fun job i think it's just really difficult to blow up off of specifically twitch alone I think you have yep. to put your eggs in so many baskets and do your best to keep putting eggs into this one if you really want to commit to Twitch streaming. I say this one, but I'm talking on a fucking podcast for YouTube and Spotify, but whatever. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's difficult, and I'm lucky that, like... I, yeah, I don't know what it is. I, th I don't think now, like, it, it would work out the same way it did for both of us. It's just I don't difficult. Think so. I just don't think something like SP Live would happen. I think Twitch is really thing. good at taking resources from other social medias. I don't know right. what it is. It's just like the in real time aspect of live streams. People like seeing stuff and interacting in real time. Here's the thing, but, though. I think that that's just a byproduct of what Twitch is. I don't yeah. think Twitch itself is very good at actually capitalizing on many of those things yeah i think it's more of just like people want to interact with people they're already a fan of in real time so yeah, they come like over I to think twitch. twitch could do a lot better when it comes to i think their twitch algorithm is awful places. in comparison to like YouTube. algorithms terrible they have all these streamers that complain about lsf and like it's a toxic environment what's well, because it's fucking reddit and it's like well you know what fix that issue is if twitch like made their own like clips landing page to like see like top clips of the day and to, like investigate new streamers and there was like no fucking comment recommendation like their recommendation page like minimal in the recommendation page like, is so weird i you you don't get a lot of people coming from recommended on twitch itself like no, YouTube. i think for like small streamers is important because like i've I watched small streamers and i can tell like mm -hmm. they're like oh we must be unrecommended today because then there's like 20 viewer increase or something yeah right so it's definitely a weird algorithm, but man, dude, I, I wouldn't have any idea how to grow at this point. I feel like I've gotten very... I don't feel like I've I had any lucky. idea even then. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I have much of an idea even now. I mean, I went from like doing all sorts of games to, you know, I I, I had like 300 viewers or whatever. And then like uh, Wilbur added me to Origin SMP and then I gained like way too many I, I literally doubled my follow count on Twitch <laughs> in a week being on that server. Yeah. Which is ridiculous. 
And also, I didn't take advantage of it because I don't like Minecraft content. I mean, I like yeah, it, you, you but to, it to a healthy degree. And then, you know, I, I plateau a bit. I, I'm like a 1K Andy now most of the time. And then I start streaming true crime stuff. And I go from like 1K to 3K. And it makes no fucking sense because I'm doing less effort. And all I'm doing is watching a video and making comments yeah. that nobody really asked for. And it's like, this is stupid. Like, I mean, like, I'm grateful. And obviously, I enjoy doing it. Otherwise, I wouldn't stream it. But it's just funny it is, how, like... It is like, a weird predicament to be in to feel like the stuff that you want to get credit for isn't what's getting credit. Exactly. For, and I'm getting, like, a lot of retention for the most minimal effort I've put into streaming since I started. I mean, easily. Yeah. Minecraft makes me hurt my brain because I have to figure out how to do stuff. I have to be creative. Variety content is Minecraft okay. too, and we haven't really gotten into this, and it's certainly a slippery slope. But mm -hmm. like, thing with Minecraft as well, like a lot of that audience, it feels like you can't be yourself with it. That's true. The the, <laughs> the audience is a little who you can be. Yeah, and I I don't want to talk shit. I mean, like you know, the audience in general is probably usually great, but there's like a weird amount of people who are in that community that feel like they have to like, yeah, like police their content creator, and I'm like. That's like, like a, I'm a that's grown a ass yeah, man. Yeah, that's a fucking person. That's how I am. I'm like, I I am literally like a 24 year old man planning planning my wedding. Like, you really think I fucking care? Like, yeah, I don't want to hear it. Like, I, I don't want to hear it. And the saddest thing is, like, a lot of it is under like a guise of like, oh, I'm socially aware and I'm educating you on this stuff. And it's like they're really not. You're just saying these terms and like just, you don't actually get how the world works or actually no. care about social justice at all. You're just well, trying to. You think you would spend somebody. it going after people who are doing way more malicious things. Sure. And, and like That's going sure. directly against the actual stuff you're preaching towards. Like you, you with people who are literally telling you that they're against the things that you are standing by, which ha right. like there's no issue with you standing by it. Obviously, yeah. like I, I think a majority of creators are very much aligned with what a lot of their audience is aligned with. But then something gets said and contorted and taken away and, and people take it a different direction. I mean, they care way more about like the, the expressed thing than the literal meat, like the, the intention. Yeah. No, I mean, dude, or literally the history the end of, March, of that person, the end of March, remember that there was that funny bit that was like, Oh, Nintendo's the leading. We had Nintendo. They're the leading Mario 3d all-stars. Right. You can only get it until March 31st. So Mario is dying. Right. Yeah. Mario's joke. dead. So I made like a joke Twitter thread that was like, Here's the here. This is the Mario situation and how you can help a thread. And it was like a fake Twitter activism thread on like helping Mario. It was mm -hmm. funny. It was a good joke and it still is. And then yeah, people they were called like, it, they called it Mario's death day. Yeah. They were like, Connor, you can't make fun of Twitter activism was the first thing. And I was like, yeah, I absolutely the fuck can shut up. And then second <laughs> was a bumper stop. And then second was like, apparently there was a bump. Oh shit. Bumper, no. Okay. <laughs> Hold on. I got to spray this cat with asbestos again. Shout out. Full disclosure for the podcast, it's not actually asbestos spray. It's actually very kitten-friendly <laughs> spray. It's just funny to call it asbestos spray. Uh, but anyways. Oh, I can't believe it. Yeah, they were like. Take it out of context. So then apparently also that they, there was a thread going around about like a man who was like wrongfully convicted that's going to be executed in like X mm. amount of days. And so. Of course, the idiots on there that want to think the worst of anybody were like, oh, Connor's obviously making fun of this black man that's about to be executed. I'm like, 
what Which, is wrong with you? You never like, said anything close to that. I'm like, what is wrong with you to assume that of me? Like, there is more wrong with you on, than me at that you're point. You're just clowning on Nintendo, which you commonly do. Yeah, but uh, they don't watch me, and they fucking follow me because right. they're like, oh, oh Minecraft I, boy. Like, shut the fuck up. I told Michael McChildas when he got added to Dream SMP, I was like, you will notice, like, a staunch difference within, like, your Twitter interactions and your Twitch streams. Yeah. And it's nothing, I mean, like, I don't. I don't like Twitter I started, that much. I started blocking people, bro. I just block them, though. And then they get mad. They're like, Honestly. Connor blocked me. And then they think, some of them do it like a badge of honor. They're like, ooh, who got blocked by Connor? We did it. They got all these little K-pop profile pictures. And it's like, yeah, you really did something, you stupid I, kid. I just don't, I don't understand. I don't really, I, I, I had, I didn't have something that extreme. But I basically tweeted that Twitter was a dumpster fire. Yeah, that and, was, the, happened, the same thing um, happened there, too. There wasn't really much of a point to it because nothing gets done on the on the website it's just a social media that has made you real like not realize it's made you feel like it's important but yeah. ultimately nothing gets done specifically through twitter and to be fair i can understand why these kids would be offended by that since their entire fucking yes. lives have been on that app and i understand and like, i understand yeah. why people responded so offended it's like maybe go outside but they started like asking what i had done and i was like you're missing the entire point of this argument that like this app has made you think it's important right and you could be spending your time in activism i mean like i'm not going to deny the importance of of spreading the word like twitter is very good for getting stuff out there right but to Agreed. to not advance that awareness past twitter it basically makes the whole point useless twitter has put itself in its own little realm of relevancy and and to go outside of it is like criminal to its app so they don't want you to they want you to feel like you're doing something by saying anything on that app and it if, is if, funny if that people you, don't realize like the reason all the Minecraft shit trends is because it keeps them on the fucking app. Yeah, they want you to keep talking <laughs> about the it. the whole reason that they, they make you see these trends. Like, yeah. it's, it's not that they actually have that much larger of a voice. You know, they obviously do. There's a lot of kids that are in the Minecraft community on there, but they're but taking advantage of these kids. Whoever is in charge of Twitter knows that they talk about it on Twitter. So the second a group of them are talking about it, they're like, put it on trending because then more will notice it and more will talk about it. It's... It's just a social media taking advantage of its audience. I mean, like, they literally just want to be able to sell you for ads. And this mm -hmm. is pretty much what I said. I was just like, it's a waste of time because it just wants you to feel like it's relevant. And people were like, oh, well, you obviously hate activism. And I was like, the fuck are you talking about? Like, yeah, what are you talking about? My favorite thing to say to these kids now is like, what's your, have you done community service? You ever, like, volunteered? <laughs> I have. Ever? I got a service award. Yeah, I volunteered. Obama for signed it. it. Yeah, absolutely. I volunteered when I was like. <laughs> Nobody cares, but I did. It's like I'm sure this kid hasn't fucking gone out and like fed the homeless or like worked it's in just, like a shelter. I don't know, or dude. I talk about that shit for so long. And thankfully, at this point, I seem to have gotten to a point where I really don't give a fuck, and I just don't care. I, I think for a while I did, and I was like, I tweet and, stuff and I close the app. Yeah, I had like, people get mad. This is great because this ties into this podcast. Um. I, you know, my first episode was with Fundy. Um, I asked Fundy about his time in England because he, you know, he went there and he had a vlog that blew up. And I asked him what his favorite thing from it was either in re recordings or outside of recordings during that time. And I was like, what, what would, what about like 10 years from now, would you 
look back on and think it was like a really sweet moment. And he like recollected this story about him having to spend the night at George not found's house. And George was like being really like, he was really giddy about somebody spending the <laughs> night at his house. Cause he had never had somebody over. And a lot of like George's audience cute found doggy story. Yeah. Like it was cute. It's very cute. Like a very wholesome, like these guys are being friends. I, it completely makes sense why he would recollect that. And somebody like took the conversation Posted it on Tumblr, posted a an audio clip. It showed my title, like it showed like the background image. So I guess like technically it's okay. But like there was no credit, there was no mention of me besides the things I said in the conversation. They didn't credit the podcast, they didn't link the podcast, they didn't say anything close to it. They just showed the conversation and they talked about George. And I get it, they're George fans. That's fine. Well, I got an idea. I got an idea. I'll tell a George story. Okay? <laughs> Get oh, I'm not done. I'm not done. Oh, you're not done. Oh, well, no, here, here's done. what we're going to do in a minute, though. I'm going to tell a George story. <laughs> I'm going to release it with this. I'm going to go twitch.tv slash sneaksnag. Okay? <laughs> so then as I'm telling the story, you're just going to keep, just gonna keep hearing like this slash the entire time, right? <laughs> Easy clap, dude. But so somebody posted this on Tumblr, and I get it. You know, they're fans of him, and... Um, they hear a cute story and word spreads around. The problem is, is nothing was credited towards this podcast, which kind of hurts. Um, and then somebody took the, they literally just took screenshots from the Tumblr post and the clip posted on Twitter and it got more attention than the Tumblr post and more attention than this podcast has gotten thus far. And then, um, I just quote retweeted it and I was like, I can't believe like I took a single episode for something from my podcast to get more interactions than my actual podcast. Yeah. And people, I, it got private quoted. I don't really fucking care. Um, because if the same thing happened, but it was a content creator posting somebody's art and not crediting them. True. True. People would have lost their shit. You People don't would have lost their shit. Dude, I've made jokes about that so many times. You can't even make jokes about that. You know what I mean? Stealing somebody's art is the newest cardinal sin. Now, I'm not saying you should steal people's art. I just think it's funny, I the mean, reaction. You should, but you should credit when it's easily seen, easily findable. Like, the my podcast title was in the clip. It was in the clip. Like, either person making those posts could have seen that and credited. And I understand everybody listening and, and viewing that could have also done the same, been like, oh, this is where it is. But that that's just not what happens. Yeah. And, and you could do the same thing. You could argue the same thing with the art ceiling thing. Well, there's a signature on the, on the page. They could just see the signature and, and look up that person. But people don't fucking do that. Nope, they don't. And, and people were like mad I was asking for credit. And I'm like, <laughs> you do realize like I caused this conversation to occur, right? <laughs> On my podcast. This stupid. And this somebody stupid. took that and is pretty much ripping it from my podcast and, and farming interactions off of it. Like, That's and amazing. if I really fucking cared, I'd be way more like insistent on it i made one comment kind of thinking i think it's funny like i think it's funny at this point i just think it's hilarious that people were so immediately like mad at me for wanting credit when like you could throw that idea into many other concepts and people would demand credit be given 
For sure. But because it's somebody just like taking a content creator's thing, it's like, oh, it's not a big deal. That guy, he doesn't need it. <laughs> On his yeah. first episode of his podcast, he just launched. <laughs> he doesn't uh, need more eyes on his content with the conversation from the conversation he spunned. And it's crazy too, because it really where my brain spunned, always goes is spunned, like, man, whatever. You would not be saying this like if I was one of the creators that you fucking are standing and freaking out about. Like you would be on my silent. Like it just yeah, shows like you how backwards. Immediately this rally to the person's yeah, cause. You would immediately be like, oh my God, George, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. It's like kids just don't it's just silly, care. dude. It's like, all performative. All social yeah. media is all performative. None of it's genuine emotion yep. or feelings. They're all just saying shit. You're just pretending to look nice because humans want to seem right. I went on a whole right. on my stream yeah. a few days ago about like how concerned I am over like social media and shit. Like again, as I said, like I don't give a fuck anymore. Literally today I tweeted a funny tweet knowing full well that some Minecrafters would take it the wrong way. Just oh, I saw it's it. Funny. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> I like first it. the president, the, yeah. now fleets. It's funny. <laughs> For people that don't know, this is, um, we're doing this on August 3rd. So Twitter just removed fleets, which nobody yeah. really gave a shit about anyway. But and so I tweeted first the president now fleets, which is funny. <laughs> it's funny. It's, it's kind really of funny. funny. I mean, like, whatever. But it's but funny. yeah. Anyways, I was going on this spiel a few streams ago where I was like, dude, I'm generally concerned for these kids on these websites at this point. Like all these, like uh, I hate to say, it, but just the entire culture of stand culture or anything like that, especially around Minecraft, because I feel like a lot of these kids are now labeling themselves with certain labels. Um, I also don't think Minecraft creators shit on their audience enough. No, I agree. But so like, this sort of it's, stuff it's isn't a, discouraged. This is a hard thing to word, so I need to navigate this right. But like, so like, mental illness is very serious, and I'm a very big advocate for mental health because I have OCD. I've struggled with depression and anxiety yeah. my whole life, and mm -hmm. it's extremely important to me. Um, and now you have a bunch of kids, right? Who, especially in the past year, their only social activity has been through social media during a pandemic, which isn't um, great. Did not good at all. And I'm sure the long-term effects are still waiting to be seen. Mm -hmm. But like, so you have these kids like that and suddenly like their entire social acceptance is almost based upon like, oh, I have this or that or like, oh, I'm hyper fixated on the X or Y or oh, I, what's it called? I, I don't know. I have this mental illness or this or that because I, I read what it's called and now I diagnose myself with this um, because I haven't actually been to a doctor, but I feel like I have this and so therefore I am, right? And so now it, Almost, and the fear in my mind is that it now creates a feedback loop of giving yourself something, a, a pseudo-mental illness almost, that now you're like living that online. Like, okay, this is part of my Twitter identity. And I, I, I get afraid that some of these kids are going to literally give themselves actual illness over like just trying to fit in on social media. Trying to fit the schema. Yeah, yeah. well, that's the problem is like humans in nature want to be accepted and correct. Yeah, and so especially in, kids. In every, especially kids. Like teenagers are the most influenced by this. And it is a, I, I, you cannot research enough how willing teenagers are to fit in because they're in that, you're in that awkward period of you don't fucking know what you want to do. You don't know who you like. You don't know who likes you. You're paranoid that nobody likes you. So you're doing your best for people to be like, this guy's fun. I'll stick. Yeah. I'll, I'll keep him around, you know, so you'll you'll do anything. I mean, you, you'll say stupid shit. You'll say weird shit and you'll do stupid shit. I mean, that's yeah. just being a teenager. And I did stupid shit and I said stupid shit. I Everybody does. That's just yeah, literally absolutely. growing up and you learn from that. And 
the the problem with social media is there's no there's no room to give and it's constantly like appearing like you're the most like awakened individual to exist and anybody yeah. else who can make a mistake even a single time is actually the devil and yeah and again it's a hard thing to word and i'm sure that people that go over saying get over saying people that don't don't they like, don't they don't want to and i i don't i mean similar to you i don't really care i open yeah. twitter i say a funny joke i close twitter if you want to misconstrue my words you're clearly not in my corner anyway and you don't clearly don't understand the intention between what i tweeted yeah exactly so whatever dude i mean you don't watch my content you might not watch me you might have been like my favorite white boy is interacting with this guy and i'm gonna follow him on twitter <laughs> right. i don't want to watch any of his content but i'll follow him on twitter because it's free and it's <laughs> zero res- like all i can do is i i'll just watch over him and constantly judge him and not see anything he ever does besides his tweets and uh certainly no, it'll no. go well it's just such I, a weird situation to navigate as a creator because it's I not something love, i expected. i would love for anybody who is listening to this if somehow this conversation gets thrown around in any of these <laughs> um areas I, I i understand if you're upset i get it i want i want people to go onto netflix if they have it and i want them to watch the social dilemma Oh, that was a good, that was a good little documentary. It's an incredible documentary from people who designed the social media apps that people are are warped into right now. And it's them talking about how much of an issue it is, how it works and why something needs to be done either on an individual level or like in a Silicon Valley level, like where the developers are. And it talks about how not only is there a ton of easy ways for you to individually tune out of social media to a healthy degree but it also talks about how like everybody involved in the development side of social media does not care and continues to make a social media app more and more manipulated to where you feel like you absolutely need it yeah and that's where i'm at dude i wish i could get off but i feel like i need it for work it it's hard not to with this because it's super necessary for networking but it's super easy for me to like turn alerts off on my phone and I don't look at my phone as much as I used to. My screen time is way down because I'm not sucked into Twitter because one of my friends liked my tweet. And then I open the tweet again and I sit there and I go, that was funny. Look at all these and people. And I wish I could just funny. use it you know? for friends. Like, I wish I could do that. <laughs> like, I wish I only got noticed. Like, people like I follow liked what I liked or something. Like, yeah. what I tweeted or something like that. It's, it's just, it's terrifying. And you don't have to like what I'm saying. I, I, like I don't think I'm you're saying. saying anything too controversial. I don't think so either. But last time I said on Twitter that I think Twitter is designed to keep you involved, even though it's pretty much a waste of your effort and could be used better in other places. I um, didn't. Yeah. People didn't like that. Hold on. <laughs> I have some alarm going off on my uh, security oh. panel. One sec. Um, yeah. Anything else you wanted to discuss? Oh, dude, I'm I'm all ears. I mean, if you're still down to keep going, I'm I'm also I'm absolutely down. down to keep going. Sure. Yeah, if you got anything like for me that you think I could have good way on, oh, you want to hear from me? That's it. Um, let me think. You're putting me on the spot. What the hell? Well, I mean, it's your podcast. 
um i think yeah i mean okay so we'll we'll go back to like what what do you think is like what was your like main inspiration going forward do, do you have i i've been asking like the same few questions but like what what do you, what did you have when you were starting out you know what is it like because you started you were streaming like two years before smp live and it's been i guess it makes it four like yeah. four years ago what was like the thing that made you really want to get started um i got started i always liked making youtube videos and fun stuff um right. doing stuff like that and i was super anxious and depressed in high school and i would constantly escape by like playing video games and stuff mm. um so you know i liked making people laugh and that was my favorite thing so i'm like okay what if i Reliable. started combining those things i've always watched creators i've always enjoyed twitch i've always enjoyed youtube and i'm like okay i can do i can definitely do that myself i just knew i could i like making people laugh my friends enjoy me and my presence when i'm playing games I'm like okay i'd love to do this and so i started doing it um again mainly as an escape from what i was dealing with irl um and it was definitely helpful and i liked it and i got a lot of viewers that are still here twitch has actually informed me that i have one of the highest like founder to like active sub ratios like they have on twitch for like someone my size and what do you mean old, like how, people with the founder sub badge like people that are founders that still like come to chat and like for, from however long ago that's super um, cool which is awesome and i think it goes to show like at least somehow for me like how i build community and how i go about streaming but um bumper you have got to stop i'm trying to do this podcast and you keep on attacking <laughs> these tissues i'm gonna put these tissues away what do the tissues do dude he just likes to play with them for some reason and bite them. And I'm like, that's not, those are specifically tissues. Yeah. Let me pick one, one sec. Do you have, you should get one of those, like, um, you should get like a toy that makes like crinkly sounds. Crinkly toy. Oh, yeah. he has those. He loves oh. it. Yeah. He, he only loves it though. When I toss Tish, it. Tissues though. <laughs> tissues. Yeah. Tissues are a great time. But yeah. What, what was I say? So yeah, I started out like that. And I think my goal was always to kind of be like a, lyric-esque streamer like i can mm. stream whatever i want do variety and uh have fun with it and that was kind of why i started out and sort of where i saw myself um and and yeah i mean i got all the opportunities and it's been awesome um i think i think where people really shine and over others is you can really see who takes advantage of the opportunities that they were given sure um to whatever degree but like there i mean we've we we talked about SP live and stuff and I feel like a majority of the people on that server could have done so much with their content Agreed. outside of it. And they just did it yeah. because SMP live became this weird opportunity that nobody expected when we first started playing. Yeah, it was the concept was a random server with people who loosely knew each other and we had to be streaming and it was like, Yes, there's part of an aspect of like the server could go well, but like nobody really thought it would. It was just kind of like a fun thing to stream together yeah. um, and know each other better. And then like everything blew up and all these people got added and it was like there is a weird chunk of people from there that just didn't continue after everything ended. And I don't get why. Because I, I don't get it. Like, I don't know if you can think about it. I mean, maybe like their passions lay elsewhere. Yeah, they realize I, that's that the only thing I can imagine is that passions lay elsewhere. Or I just, think. I can't imagine having the opportunity. Because like I have, 
dreamt about content creation since I was like 13. Like I had a laptop. My friend told me to look up Terraria. I was like, what do you like? I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. He was like, look up Terraria on YouTube. And then I found out like the, I found SSOHPKC, um, one of the creatures. And then I like found out about the creatures and I was like, people like live and get paid to <laughs> game. I remember the first, I mean, I always I freaked like, out. Like I freaked creators. out. I had like, I was watching like, uh, what's it called? I was watching like Pokemon YouTubers in like 2008 mm -hmm. when I was young. And then I was watching, oh man, I watched Achievement Hunter a ton. Um, yeah, I've, I've watched people since YouTube sort of began. Right. And, and like to me, when I realized that this is like a thing people do, my brain like snapped. Like I had like a click where I was like, this is incredible. Yeah. Like I want to do this. It's where every single kid in school right now is like that too. By and the for way, so one. and for so <laughs> long, for so long, like on YouTube and stuff, I tried so hard to like get these opportunities, making content and stuff. And then I switched to streaming, and then like I got invited to the server, and then the server started getting popularity, and I immediately like my brain was like, "This is it, like like use this." Yep. And it wasn't to like I'm not like pretending like I was taking I was taking advantage of the server's popularity and also enjoying being on the server like it wasn't like I was only there to farm clout or whatever <laughs> but like I recognized that the benefit of the server's notoriety was there and I also was enjoying being on the server yeah and that was the opportunity of a lifetime for me I mean it changed my life it really did I was leaving college and I got, oh, I'd be fucked. I'd be fucked, right. dude. I don't know what I'd be doing. I don't know what I would be doing. I got, I got partnered within like three months of streaming. Seriously. It's unbelievable. Yeah, dude, I, like, I was not, not in a, I was not in a great spot when all that happened and it came at the very perfect time for me. I, I literally had a, a person I was dating right before that, like t absolutely shit on my entire dream of content creation. They told me it was a waste of time. They said I shouldn't pursue it. They told me to lie to their family about going to my master's program. They said she she was like, you should tell them you're going to law school, which I didn't want to do at that point. Um, and also she was like, you shouldn't do anything with this content stuff. I think it's a waste of time. Um, and I remember to her face, like directly to her face, I was like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I, it was like the first time I had really stuck up for myself. And I think that was also like a turning point in my commitment to this sort of thing because it had always been like very loose committal on YouTube. And I, yeah, I think really, the important thing to note there too is like you weren't dumb about it though. Like you did have fallbacks and you have like other things yeah, you were doing I had and other actively stuff. pursuing and studying. And so it's not like you were just like, right. fuck life. I'm doing content creation. Like exactly. some, I think some people seem to do. That's another thing we can talk about uh, like right after this. But it was the first time I like really stuck to my guns because I, I, I've had plenty of people in the past make fun of it and judge me um, and, and discourage me. And uh, I don't hear jack shit at this point uh, because I didn't listen to him. And, you know, I, I had the person who I had had feelings for for like two years at that point pretty much tell me that everything I aspired to do with myself was a waste of time in their opinion. And yeah. as much as it hurt me, I literally to her face was like, I am tired of people telling me how to live my life. I don't fucking care. Even if it's coming from you. Um, and weirdly enough, we broke up, but oh, uh, everything worked out because uh, I fucking blew up. 
and I am living my dream and I am planning my wedding with somebody who fully supports the things I do with myself. And um, that's what that's what happens. I mean, that's what can happen when you really, you really fucking care about what you want to do with yourself. I'm not saying like, you know, if you you really give a shit, everything will work out. I mean, like, yes and no. You have to do things, but it certainly starts with the belief in yourself. Everybody, every content creator is their own number one fan because you have to yeah. really fucking give a shit about what you're doing to really live for it. Yeah. If you can't watch, like, that's one thing too. Like I always, I'm trying to get back into it more as of now because it definitely was important to me way back when, like rewatching every stream that I did and like watching my VODs and like enjoying myself and like realizing where I could do better or what I like about mm-hmm. my stream, what I don't. Things like that are really important for me. Like, you got to be able to enjoy your own content. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, we're, we're starting, like, a Let's Play channel together soon. Um, I've already teased it, whatever, so I can talk about it. But I was editing a video of it, which editing is just bare minimum because I'm not putting effort into it because it's Let's Play mostly. But I sat through the whole hour of the video recording because I loved it like I was in I was entranced by my own commentary with my friend because we had done such a good job for an entire hour of bantering off each other and I'm like you could I mean it's egotistical in a way but you like you need you need that enthusiasm for your own content absolutely like you need to love what you're putting out there because like content creation is so self-fueled and if you don't like what you're doing don't fucking do it like don't fucking do it like I'm try I I can't express enough. There are so many people who try to do this who are way into the numbers, way into the analytics, way into the type of content they think they need to do. Don't fucking do it. Yeah. And the people that succeed that are like that are not happy. They're not. <laughs> they fucking hate it. Like they it's hate everything. So, They're like, I hate what they do. They're like stressed all the time. It's the whole thing. To yeah. constantly overanalyze the effort you put into each individual day and each individual piece of thing you put out there is sounds fucking exhausting. Like you you can't you just can't do that with anything, with any job, anything. And it doesn't help that like, you know, Twitch and YouTube most more more YouTube than anything are really bad about like putting stats in your face to make you feel like you're fucking up. Yeah. To incentivize you to post more so they make <laughs> YouTube, more money. Yeah, YouTube for sure. But it's just a terrible way to take I mean, this job whatever median of content you produce, your job is is ultimately to entertain and it starts with yourself. Like I, I wouldn't be doing this co- this podcast. I wouldn't be having this conversation with you if I wasn't into having this sort of conversation, right? Like I could I could push my podcast a different direction. We could talk about Nintendo all we fucking want, but we could yeah. talk about Nintendo and we could talk about stuff that content creators don't fucking talk about. Because like I don't I, I've said this before. Like content creators don't talk about shit like this half the time because it's uncomfortable and people don't want to talk about their problems because everybody wants to appear super cool and competent. And then half of them hate their fucking job because they stare at their fucking analytics page and they're like, well, I'm down viewers this week. Might as well put my entire job or, or hammer into a concept that I'm not even in love with and continue to farm off of an audience that likes an idea that I don't even enjoy putting out there. Right. Yeah, man, that's just, that's content creation. 
I, I encourage anybody who is listening, who has been considering or is currently doing content, who hasn't had a, a large amount of exposure, or even, even if it's a friend of mine who is listening, who is out there, if you feel like you're not like, if you're not enjoying what you're producing, please switch it up. Find something that you enjoy, like change the concept because like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like I, it doesn't matter how many numbers you get on whatever fucking thing. Like I, 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 because of origin SMP, like I had like all this exposure, I gained way too many followers. I could have leaned into Minecraft content and, you know, maybe had half a million followers by now if I really gave a shit, but I don't because those followers don't really fucking mean anything. Yeah. Like I, yeah, they don't. I had a conversation, Hannah and I well, were like I, on a road I, trip. I agree. I think that they do matter to an extent, but it, yeah. they don't matter in, in the scheme of like, if you want to enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's a cool, they're cool to reach these accolades, but also like, what are the, what does what does that fucking do for you, man? Right. I mean, At I think that time. like, I would like, if I wanted to, right, like I got on dream SMP, right. I could have farmed that, could have turned on face cam and you don't done all this shit and I didn't do it. And because it wasn't, it wasn't me and it wasn't what, what I would have enjoyed. Wouldn't, I wouldn't enjoy what I was making. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I can't I, remember. Yeah. I can't remember if there's a conversation funny and I had on the podcast or we talked about it right beforehand. But like, I, so I'm sorry if I repeated this, but I don't remember. Um, I was on a road trip as like, right as I got added to origin SMP, right? Like Hannah and I are going down to a beach. It was a great time. It was a great time to do it too, because like, I got to actually like step back away from like all this notoriety and realize like the direction I really wanted to take it. Um, so I think I health, I, I, I disconnected in a healthy way from it yeah but like during this vacation i was still gaining a lot of traction because word was getting around that like i was the funny small guy from that server mm -hmm. um and i was like i was looking at my phone and i was like oh cool i gained a hundred thousand followers on twitter like i reached 100k and and it was like oh that's cool i'm proud of you and i was like all right and then like <laughs> nothing happened like nothing happens yeah i can't express the people who are like uh, like really gunning for numbers in the terms of content hold on doggy boomer's mad because lucy's barking upstairs um nothing fucking happens like nothing I, I imagine, is different i imagine that for you that's an even like stronger sense because like you're getting married and you're moving on with life you're thinking about future and you're yeah. like wait a minute does I'm thinking really about like matter? <laughs> everything about my life. Do I really like, wait, give a I have shit a about my followers? Now. No. Wait, I have a family I got to support. Does it really matter? Wait a minute. It doesn't. <laughs> wait, are you there? I was closing wait. my I was closing my door because Boomer is getting agitated upstairs. Oh, good. Oh, I'm sorry if he picks up. But yeah, like seriously, it it matters to a degree. I mean, it's the same as our Twitter conversation. Like, Twitter matters to a degree, but, like, it can't do anything past its original concept. Followers, I think it, it matters as much yeah. as you allow it to matter yeah. for yourself. Like, if, if you... Yeah. You lose your fucking mind if you let it matter too much. Yeah. When, like, you could do anything else with your life. Like, I, I had to start forcing myself to not stream as much. Because 
I was trying to stream all the fucking time every hour of the day and I was losing opportunity to spend with my fiance opportunity to spend away from my content everything like it, it was it was starting to run my life and like when you when this entire thing is your only thing you do like what are you I don't know like how, you gotta how, work smarter not harder That's yeah you have to live. you have to live like you can't just stare at a monitor and work 60 hours a week right like you have to actually do other things with yourself it, it sucks it's hard not to because nobody keeps you in check you don't have like time to clock out there's no boss you're constantly working you're constantly wanting to work you're constantly thinking about work it's yeah. hard to tune out it's very not, hard to not feel yeah. the pressure to work and a shit ton. <laughs> you take it. You take a day off of streaming, and you're like, "Well, there goes my average viewers." Yeah. Wrong. I mean, wrong. It's just straight up wrong. It's not uh, faithful viewers will stay. They're not gonna. They're not gonna be like, "Well, I don't remember that that fucking dude." It's just tough. So many people content create for just. I don't. I'm not gonna say wrong reasons because I don't want to make them feel like they're stupid. Or wrong for yeah. I just feel like if you're not making content for yourself, then what are you making, making it. it for? What you're are you making? Like, what, why are you doing what you're doing? You're making it for an audience that wants something you're not. Clearly, yeah. and that is a terrible step to take. I feel like creator slash influencer is just such a like. What's the word? It's so like people talk about like parasocial and like what like what what does my content mean? Or like, how does, what does it mean if someone likes my content or something like that? And it's a bit of a challenging subject, but I think that like at the very least, like if you're not enjoying or passionate about what you do, then that certainly makes that question a lot harder to answer. Because yeah. It's like, difficult. Yeah. Cause it's like, well, who am I making content for? I don't like what I do. I don't like my audience. It's like, what do you do at that point? And I think that's the kind of slope that we try to avoid. Bro, I had I had a great fucking moment on my stream last night. I I did a cooking stream last night because I finally have like a really cool setup to where I can start stream down in my office and just flip a camera. I have like one cord go upstairs, and it has a camera upstairs. There's no like, it's too far away, whatever, right? So it like works super well. I'm still figuring out like a lot of the random problems, but mostly it's a pretty good setup, right? And right. but. I had some dude, um, I'm not going to say this is Jack Manifold's fault because he, ra he rated me, <laughs> but like, you know, Jack Manifold was playing Minecraft, maybe, I don't think he was actually, but still, like his, his community is a lot from Minecraft, sure. but you know, he raids me and everything's great and then like stuff dies down and there's just like a dude saying hashtag WAP in my fucking chat a ton for no reason. And then like other people are trying to do it as well. And I'm like, no, like we're not doing this. I was like, I'm, I'm hanging out. I'm cooking lasagna. I'm, I'm just showing off my, lasagna, yeah, I'm dude. like showing off some culinary skills I've picked up during the pandemic because I got super into cooking for my health. Not that lasagna is healthy, but it's a fun thing to cook. <laughs> but like I've gotten into cooking better for myself to enjoy it more because it's very cathartic for me. And I had nothing else to do in my house. It was a nice hobby in the home during a time I was stuck at home, right? So I yeah. I, I like cooking streams every now and then because I like showing off some of my, you know, prowess in the fact. And these people were like, I'm not, I don't think, it's hard to really get a grasp on your audience when your audience is as large as someone like Jack's. 
I'm really not that I'm not mad at him or anything like that. But clearly it was somebody who's from a chat that is way more like here I go committing random. <laughs> like like shut Holds up. Holds up fork. Yeah, it's like go yeah, yeah, peach on a fork. Like it's like go away. Like what are you doing? It, yeah. it And I was like don't I was like if you keep fucking putting this stupid fucking goddamn hashtag WAP in my chat because like you know five ten people started trying to do it because they was like haha funny quirky moment i was like my mods are going to ban anybody who says it from this point forward mods and it was like 30 seconds past like three or four people said it they were all banned i don't like i don't fuck around like i don't need that and fuck them like i don't i don't you clearly are not here for what i'm doing you're not here to converse you're here to be like haha one ban request are my new favorite Twitch Quirkiness thing. commencing. It's so funny to just get into the mind of the banned Twitch chatter. You should um, and you should tell me how you how you set that up because I I think it'd be really funny to do it. You just I go done to one. the unban request thing. And really? Read through them. Yeah. You can like show stuff like no matter what they say. I mean, I've shown like I guess you can't no matter what they say. Imagine if it's really bad. But I mean, like I can show mm-hmm. like the N word on there and be like, oh well, you said the N word. Yeah, that's why you're banned. Okay. <laughs> I'm always worried. No, I don't like, think I don't, showing I, the word is going to get you banned, unless it's like with I, like you yeah. know a lot of hate and like an, maybe an R. Like that's obviously bad. I might um. Me. I might I might trove through my unbanned requests to see if there's enough. I have like a team of mods. Who, yeah. They don't. I mean, they're not constantly on the clock, but every now and then, if they're bored, they'll look at the Google them. Doc. They have like a Google <laughs> Doc of like people who have requested and the mods weigh in on what they feel is justified and not because in my opinion if they're if they're bothering my mods i i tell them to get them out like i don't care yeah if they're bothering me especially they're gone i make fun of them it's funny but if they're giving my mods a hard time they have full disclosure to to get them out it's cool so i might i might give that a look see and see if there's anything worthy of laughing at but yeah i i don't know dude like i don't i don't fuck around like i i i and you know i'm not stupid like i fuck like i have fun like i mess around i make jokes on my stream and i have a good time bantering with my audience but if you're just like coming into my chat and just saying random shit because you think this is like open mic night and you're just <laughs> gonna be weird you're the like, fucking comedian dude man. yeah it's open like, mic time to crack some jokes i'm gonna fucking throw a tomato at your ass dude like get out like it's weird Bumper just muted me. Hold on. <laughs> and just pulled up the Macarena Fortnite video. Yo! <laughs> Listen to the Macarena, dude. Bumper. What a legend. You're really cute, so I'm not going to spray you, actually. I didn't know I was cute. having two guests today. Yeah. you get, That's what you get with me lately, apparently, <laughs> is this cat. That's okay. Every time I'm in a VC with somebody new, you know, inevitably Boomer Park said something, and everyone's like, what was that? Because he's like, <laughs> sounds like a the shriek of the damned yeah funny i don't know that's just like my that's like a little pet peeve of mine where i'm like i don't i don't understand i think it i think it goes back to me being like how I, I don't think enough streamers have the backbone to to like go at their chat for shit like that yeah a lot don't and what Bumper. sucks what sucks is if and, and I don't if, if if that's how they want to conduct their chat, it's cool. If that's if you don't want to, I'm gonna. 
So yeah. if you raid me and that's how your audience is, I'm sorry, but I don't care. Like, but I, I feel like half of them banned. probably do fucking care, but they don't want to like piss off the audience that gives them the numbers. And I'm like, I, I would rather have I, I 300 think when it gets to a certain amount of people. There's not much you can do. Like, that too. Bumper. It's a, he's a menace. He's chewing on the cable. That's no. An absolute menace to society don't right now. Don't chew on my headphone cable. This is the only one that I have. <laughs> I, I just think like I would rather have 300 really good viewers who I have a fun time hanging out with than like 3,000 people screeching. And saying nothing important. Agreed. I know I agree. Ha 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 ha. LOL. Ha 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 ha. Pog pog. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I don't, I'm good. Dude. I'm good. I'm 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 great. I, I can do with that. I think it kind of hit me the other day where I was like, you know, like I realize like I grow every day and in my own way, but I'm not gonna like not gonna have like a hundred thousand people watching me. Most likely. Like, if it happens, awesome. I'll try for it. But I'm like, I don't, I'm not growing my audience out of like Minecraft. I'm not farming the most prolific audience out there. Like, and I'm not, certainly not farming them to like explode in my chat at every witty comment. Yeah. Same. So, I mean, there's plenty of times I could have capitalized and probably gone but a I lot further than I am, but I just, I don't, don't. want to. I like growing I, slowly but surely. I feel like it's a more I, consistent I way to maintain an audience. And I think it's healthier too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And and you go, you know, you go from, you know, because I had like 300 average viewers. Origins SMB happens. I took advantage of it while my friends were around. I even made a funny bit uh, when my friends started doing other things and not logging in. And, but like I transferred and I certainly don't get as many viewers as if I was on the server. But I get more viewers than I did, which is cool yeah. for, for me. That because, is cool. Because they discovered me through the server. They realized they liked me, and they don't care what I do. And that's a, good, that's a good viewer. That's what I want. I don't want people that are like, well, it's not Minecraft, so I don't give a fuck. <laughs> me neither. Yeah. I don't give Bugger. a fuck because it is Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> We could, oh, you could talk about that content minds for hours, dude. I don't okay. know. I just don't Is think enough else? people stick up for themselves. So they get chats that are just like out of control. Yeah. Oh, they announced Cammy from Street Fighter for Fortnite. What? Hell yeah. How are they going to do that one? She's like full ass out, isn't she? Kind of. Well, it looks like they gave her pants. Oh. <laughs> which is unfortunate. That's Street Fighter people. That's not, that's not canon. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Not her canon outfit. That's the whole fun of Cammy, dude, is like, <laughs> you know, she's always facing the camera, but you know, you're like, wait a minute. But you wait, know. <laughs> you're like, the way, the way that outfit's shaped, you're probably hanging ass out there, aren't that's, you? That's and funny. She is, but not in Fortnite, it seems. Yeah, that's funny. Fortnite. We went back to Fortnite, dude. We've, you've segued us back into Fortnite. The Ariana Grande Fortnite concert is going to be a movie, dude. Just me talking about it. You're going to be missing out because I, you weren't there. You're telling me that Ariana Grande is fully aware that she's performing in Fortnite. Yes. Do you remember the Travis Scott Fortnite concert? 
No, I didn't go. Okay, Somehow well, it was like a, it was actually memo. honest, honest to God, not a meme. It was a, it was really cool. And he was aware. It wasn't like they replayed a yes. concert. No, no, or no. He, he planned a set for Fortnite. For Fortnite. As, yeah, and Ariana Grande planned hers too. Ariana Grande is performing in Fortnite. Yes. She, she just doesn't seem like the type. I don't know. Like maybe that's just me judging somebody. Unfairly. You don't know Ariana Grande. Like I don't I know. Do. <laughs> you don't know her like me. She loves Fortnite. You're right. My bad. That's so funny. Maybe, she, maybe she's like a big Fortnite girl. What do you, what do you think her her username is? She's, she's a gamer. She loves Pokemon. She has Which an Eevee tattoo. Does she really? Yeah. She's, she's a uh, Pokemon fan. We didn't get into Pokemon that much. Fuck that new design. I, I don't understand. Oh, back to Nintendo, dude. Let's do it. This, this is. But like, how how does the game that is the most widely recognized and popular continuously push out like the most ugly looking graphics? Um, with probably because the, they don't have to. They're already gonna sell great regardless. But they have such a fucking budget yeah. to make it look even better. Yeah, and they don't. They don't care. And they just why. That makes me so fucking mad. Like, it's so irritating. I hate that. I hate it. Yeah, Nintendo sucks. Uh, I feel like I would go deeper into this conversation if, if I don't talk we're, about we're it. We're going to be here day. for like three more hours. I literally we talk about this like every day. Yeah. How much I fucking Nintendo bad. Nintendo. Fortnite Macarena good. I'm just dumbfounded. Ariana Grande Gamer Girl Epic. I didn't even get into what they do to like Melee and shit. And, Content like, creators like, have a backbone challenge. Yeah, and uh, I wanted to expand on that because I say yeah, sure. You want to? So, what are you like proposing there? So, you want like larger creators to like call out their audience and that kind of stuff? Yeah, sure. I mean, I just feel like I go to Twitch chats and I'm like, well, first of all, they're not talking to their fucking audience, which is weird to me. Because like, why are you streaming if you're just right not doing the whole live part of the stream? Yeah. Secondly. Your, audio, your stream chat is just like, everybody's just yelling or trying to get yeah. your attention. I think that when it comes to like Minecraft creation, it's a very weird niche where, to be quite honest, like I don't think a lot, all of the viewers are there necessarily for the content or the streamer and more like the social surroundings of it. Mm. like say x is live right and like all your friends on your timeline are watching x and it's like oh i gotta go watch and then you're part of it i and can't miss I, out you're kind of just a part of a circle that kind of goes different places from what i've observed mm. um yeah. so it's hard for me to like pinpoint like oh this is this minecrafters audience versus this one because it feels like a lot of them are very interconnected and my favorite the same. <laughs> my favorite is because i know like i you know i'm connected to a lot of them just by being friends with them and some of their audience knows most of it doesn't, but like one of them will end the stream and I'll get like an unofficial rate or whatever. And like, it's cool because like, you know, increase in viewers and a lot of them are really fun to have around, but there you can tell like the chunk of people that show up because they know others are going and they'll like type some stuff and then they'll be like, Oh, and then they're gone. Like you'll, you'll see like the big jump in numbers and then immediately like a chunk of it just disappears. And yeah, like, my cool. favorite is when you get like a Minecraft raid, and then like everybody's like raid, raid, and you see like one little pleb go, "Sapnaps live, bye." <laughs> <laughs> like 
Like, listen, buddy, you can go. <laughs> you don't got to tell me twice. Don't worry, dude. You're banned now. You don't even have to come no, back. No, no, listen, they're modded. I'm like, hey, you get it. They're modded. That's, mod that's some honesty that I need. I didn't Fuck know Sad Mac left. <laughs> My bad, guys. Guy on the stream. Seriously. It didn't mean to like, disrespect. <laughs> yeah. I think it is really hard when, like, an audience is so large, to be fair. But I don't know, dude. I'd be, I'd be embarrassed at the same time. Like, if I end up being that size and I don't have, like, a grasp on my audience... I, w I would be, I'd, too. I'd, I'm I'd the feel same a little way. embarrassed. Like, I'd be a I'm little embarrassed. I'm the same way, but I'd, I'm not... I don't... I don't know. I don't assume the feelings of people that are in that position. That, that I as well. I, I'm, I'm thinking more of, like, if I was in that position, I don't want to make them feel like they need to change. I don't I, care. The, the thing I mean, is, most of these want. Minecrafters never dealt with the... Uh, what's the, What's it called? the the transitions and the changes in audience that we went through they went from that's zero true. to 100 that's they true they went from never in this middle ground nothing to to so much it's ridiculous i mean like you know we talked about how much we succeeded off of transferring from smp live to whatever concept but that succeeding to us was going from like 250 people watching us to having like a consistent 100 instead of like a consistent 20 right yeah so the high was really there when the server was big, but it was more like we cut the distance between where we started and where the, the peak was of that server. And that was the accomplishment, was being able to maintain a larger audience than what you started out with. That's what a lot of creators from that server did that are still succeeding, is they were able to mitigate the loss but there's no yeah, like you become more uh, I mean, maybe like personality the, driven. Yeah. And maybe like the numbers are way too big to even notice. But like and maybe they notice it more than we do. But like I feel like there's no mitigation there. Like people and this is another way to like really I mean, I can give the Minecraft community credit. Like they're passionate about the people who are big in their community. Like they will watch any stream, whatever person is streaming of whatever concept like. And, and I can respect that. Like, they really give a shit about the people who are, like, big in the community. Yeah. Like, that passion is very well recognized and very much respected, in my opinion. But like, I'm curious, like, how much of that core Minecraft community is, like... What, what do you think would happen if, like, one of them just stopped... Like full admitted, so like I'm not doing Minecraft stuff anymore. Like didn't didn't. Well, not that's the thing. That's what I was going to get into. I think that at this point, a lot of like what you consider the Minecraft audience is more so like the Dream SMP era of of Minecraft kids, as we've called them. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you ask most of these kids, like, do you even care about Minecraft? Like, no. Like, I, I like, like cute. I, I like I like cute white boy that plays game. <laughs> I always, like, I always refer to myself as a substitute white boy because I always find myself getting way <laughs> more viewers when like any of them end stream. And so it's like at this point, I don't think that it's Minecraft. I think it's more so a different sort of audience that has gotten into gaming. That, they got into it because of the server through Minecraft. And, and it's I think almost like leftover residue of yeah. what like standing Justin Bieber was in 2011. <laughs> It sounds funny, but I genuinely think that it is the same thing. I, I think I think it is, and it, the reason it does so well, and the reason that it's so popular, is now, like Justin Bieber talks to you on Twitter. He responds to your tweets. He follows you on his private account. You know, he tweets about you. He says he loves you. All these things, and that's obviously I'm alluding to Dream, but it goes for any of them, right? Where it's like I'm, 
I'm big creator and you know, you stand them for different reasons and oh, they're cute and whatever. And I think that there's a connection to be made there. And it's not, again, it's not a diss on that kind of culture, but it mm. is like, it is a different audience than I think what we sort of cultivate. Yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm way more far reaching in the sense that I really want to just grab people from all around and make anybody feel like they can tune into what I'm doing and yeah. not feel like they're missing out on much. I don't want them to feel like they have to be there. I don't want to make them feel like they shouldn't be there, but I don't want them to feel like I'm necessary. Like I, I'm just an entertainment outlet. If you need time to, to kill mm -hmm. and you're bored or want to feel better about your day. Cause it went bad for whatever reason. Like I'm, I'm there to make you feel better and that's what I want to do, but I don't want to make you feel like if I go live, you have to drop everything you're fucking doing. You can't miss it. If you miss it, nobody, you you won't know what anybody else is talking about. Nobody will like you because you're not talking about it. You missed it. That makes you stupid because you didn't see like the thing that happened today. And now life is meaningless for the rest of the day, if not the week, because you missed the big thing that happened. And ultimately it's just your favorite white boy played Minecraft for an hour and acted dramatic and, uh, ended stream. That's it. Pog champ. Pog champ, dude. Call it a day. Call it a day. Farm farm that ad. You know what I mean? I mean, I get, and I don't want to knock on anybody. If that's the style they want to stream at, that's cool. But at the same time, you're not missing out on anything. There are ways to watch those. There's ways to gain context and then feel involved. I just what is what are you referring to? Like like lore streams and stuff like that. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Stuff like that. I think that is part of the reason a lot of that got a lot of initial viewership was um uh, a fear of missing out on like knowing exactly. what's good, what's up today. And that's just a smart business move, it's honestly. A, it's a smart move on the streamers for sure. Yeah. But I, I would never want anybody in their audience, in my audience to, I, you ever have people like apologize for missing out on your streams? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I watched a YouTube video. Like yeah. I didn't, I didn't do anything today. Like I didn't really do anything. Yeah. That's like, dude, I well, stream you, on you Twitch, really, bro. I'm not you really fucking special. missed it, bro. You should feel like shit. It's like I stream on Twitch, man. I didn't save your life. <laughs> I know, right? Like, like I, I appreciate the nice words. I, like, I love what I do. I just don't feel like I'm that important to where like I have to justify tricking people into feeling like they need to apologize to me for not spending enough time here when they're already still giving me you know, $5 a month. That's fucking amazing. Like, that's incredible that you're even doing that. Yeah. Like, I, I, I want people to miss my streams because they're living their life. I think that's way more important <laughs> than whatever the fuck stupid game I'm playing and noises I'm making. You know what I mean? Yeah, there is a... <laughs> I think I did a bit like that like a year ago. No, it wouldn't. Maybe it was earlier this year. Because some kid was like, man... I'm gonna miss that stream, Connor. I've graduation. Let me see what I can do. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna solve that problem for you. And I banned them for a week. And I'm like, there you go. Now you've made up your mind. You're gonna go to your graduation. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up on my phone. Hold on. <laughs> Life accomplishment. Hmm. Konar stream. <laughs> hey, listen. I get it. The streams are good, but let's let's. <laughs> Let's recognize your life for a he second. Really, he really performs, dude, but that's what I'm saying, dude. I'm like, someone, I had a guy be like, I have to go to bed early because I have my first day at my job I'm really excited for, so I'm sorry for missing stream. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. I'm like, you, you're getting potentially like a life-changing job that you're going to enjoy and you're like mad that you're missing my stream. I'm like, 
watch the fucking VOD or come back tomorrow. Like, I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm so happy for them. Like, that's so exciting because, like, I remember getting this job. I remember seeing the email that Twitch accepted my partnership. I was sitting on my parents' couch. I fucking freaked out because, like, that was a life-changing thing. And I, I lived in that moment. Like, live in your moments. That's a good segue to a story that I think can cap this off of the story of how I found out I got Twitch partner. Go for it. We, almost can, we died. can end it off there. And almost, almost died, died in the process. What? Yeah. So I, I was obviously working for Twitch partner very hard. It was my end goal. I was very proud. It was something that I wanted. And I was at the grocery or something, and I got the email. That I oh, got partner. And I'm like, oh, my God, it fucking happened. And so I just finished, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to take this stuff and go. Bought my stuff in the car and I get, get on the road. I'm like, there's like, it's dark outside. It's kind of rainy. It doesn't look great. And like, and there's like nobody on the road. I'm like, what's going on? Like, where is everybody? Like kind of weird. It's like oh, two no. in the afternoon and like, <laughs> there's no cars and like, like whatever. Like, and I was living in, uh, like Fort Lauderdale, Miami at the time uh -huh. that, that summer. And, uh, I, uh, oh, boy. wasn't looking great. And so <laughs> it, trees were blowing. I'm like, whatever. And I get back to the apartment and like, I, my laptop and i'm working on stuff and suddenly like big sirens and my phone's freaking out. i'm like what the fuck and it's like tornado warning like right now <laughs> where you are like there is a tornado warning and it was like from 10 minutes ago and it was like re-upping the warning now oh no so like literally as i was on the road i missed the tornado warning i had no idea and so then uh i literally see it outside like across the way i'm like oh shit like yeah that's you a saw tornado. the tornado <laughs> no i see i'm looking out the window i'm like shit that is a tornado <laughs> And like this apartment, like only had like one like central area, like didn't have a window. So I just oh go boy. in the fucking bathroom, and I'm just on the, my fucking laptop applying for Twitch partner, like hoping the house doesn't come down. <laughs> and, Something fun yeah. I learned is if uh, you see a tornado and you don't see it moving, that means it's coming directly at you. Oh, uh -oh. Fun fact, yeah. If it, if it's like there, you see it and it's doing nothing, but like <laughs> it's not moving, uh, it, it's coming your way. Yeah. Getting slightly larger. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. Coming Exciting. more into your peripheral. Yeah. That does imply it's getting closer. Um, I think that's, uh, this is the longest episode so far, but I think we, um, I think we, we talked about some pretty solid stuff, dude. I, mean, I had a good time. We went all over the place with this one. So I'm excited to see what, um, people think if you're, if you're watching on, uh, YouTube, why don't you throw a comment out there? Say which. What what area of our you got to give them a secret code so then they're like yeah you know they made it to the end um be like love the keychain story all right yeah, yeah, so yeah, say yeah. like I love the keychain story like yeah. say some variation of like the keychain story was so great love that yep. bit or whatever yeah, and then yeah, people yeah. like will read the comments be like oh the keychain story that's gonna be some, some yeah. sh sick shit and they're gonna get to the end yeah. if you're watching on uh on Spotify or Apple what just at, at me on Twitter saying that. Instead, how about that? I can love the keychain story. Yeah, dude. I think that's about it. I today was really good. This was a good episode. I, I thank you a ton for your time, Connor. Um, you're free to you know link whatever media you want to shout out I'm, real uh, quick. I'm Connor eats pants on uh, everything. I think. Mm -hmm. Um, I stream. I do variety stuff. Um, and what else? Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's what I do. Me too. You guys already know if you're listening, most likely I'm, you know, I'm sneak snag on most stuff. And uh, this was Time Wasters. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.